0: Pray for the dead, and the dead will pray for you. Tonight, as we begin a new edition of Cane Sport Live, the prevailing opinion around college football is that the Miami Hurricanes are a dead program, flat buried after an absolutely humiliating loss on Saturday night to Florida International University in which the Canes looked inept in just about every area of the game. But is this program really dead? Or even on life support? Is there hope? I think there is. I continue to believe that Miami can be Miami again. Not the new Miami. It can be the old Miami again. And we're going to have a couple guys on tonight's show that know exactly what the old Miami is all about. And we're going to let them tell us about it and get their thoughts on what they saw on Saturday night at Marlins Park. So that will be the prevailing topic of conversation tonight on Cane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of CaneSport.com. And I welcome you once again to Cane Sport Live, presented again this year by Sicilian Oven Restaurants, with six locations throughout the South Florida area. At Sicilian Oven, you will not only love the taste, you will taste the love. As always, this is your show, and it will be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3633. That's 563-999-3633. Over 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. Uh, you know the drill. If you want to come on the show, you hit the number one on your keypad. That puts you in the queue and we bring you on the show in the order that you land in the queue. So we once again asked the subscribers at Canesport.com to post the topics and questions that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. And we will try to get to them later on during the course of the show. All right, I'm going to step out a little bit here at the beginning, and I'm gonna put an exclamation point on what I just said that no matter how horrible things seem, and it really does not get much worse than losing the f i u but things are not hopeless; they are not when everything gets right in the Hecht and the Schwartz and the sofa and all the buildings that make up the Miami athletic program and Miami football. When one day it all finally gets right again, I think you will see this program very quickly become a prominent player in college football one more time. But mistakes have been made. Blake James failing to conduct a proper coaching search in December. Maybe Manny Diaz having a little bit of blind ambition and choosing to pursue the Miami job as opposed to going to Temple and cutting his teeth as a head coach. And maybe being a little bit overwhelmed right now at all the things that go into that. And it's a lot. And I think this Miami job is as tough as any in college football because of everything that the head coach has to deal with. In terms of what's going on in South Florida in recruiting, in in terms of the fact that all these top programs from all around the country have just laid assault on this area, unlike they ever ever had a decade or two decades ago. So what Manny Diaz is facing today, whether you know he would admit it or Blake James would admit it. To me, it's like jumping from high school to the NBA in basketball. Yeah, once every lifetime, there's a LeBron James who comes across and can do it. But 99% of the players can't. It's extremely difficult. And it's very tough to run a program the way that this program is being run right now and expect the result that we're seeing on the field, really going back two seasons now, because Mark Rick did lose energy last year, and he did stop running the program the way it needs to be run. You can't expect the result to be any different. And it's not different. Losing and losing and losing. Embarrassment, embarrassment, embarrassment. And as a fan base, you guys are being asked to accept it and reconcile it. And you want to see action. You want to see the right people put in place in the athletic complex. You want to enjoy your passion again. So if they just would accept that what has been going on at Miami the past 15 years has not been good enough and that It's okay to consider doing business a little bit differently. Hit the reset button. Realize the mistakes that you've made and are making. Show the way Mark Rick showed after last year when he knew he didn't have what it takes anymore to do this job. He stepped back and was man enough to admit it and didn't hold the program hostage over it. And you got to give that guy a ton of credit. So as we sit here tonight, can Blake James swallow his pride and admit he made that mistake in December when he didn't conduct a proper coaching search, didn't see what his pool of candidates were, who might be interested in the job, what they might have to say, whether you hired him or not and ended up back with Manny Diaz at the end, when he hired a first-time coach who additionally, quite honestly, had a pretty modest resume. I mean, it, it, it's undeniable now, and I, you know, I feel bad for all of them on a human level, but they got themselves into this. Blake, by conducting the search the way he did, Manny, by maybe having that blind ambition that any of us would have, we all want the best jobs no matter what we do. We want the best jobs that we can have to make the most money, to provide the best life for our families, the best future for our children. And Manny Diaz has undeniably done that, okay? what any of us would have done. But the question is, can Miami afford to continue on like this year after year after year? Will it, ever, will it get to the point where you can't recover? and you're talking 15 years now the kids that they're recruiting don't ever remember Miami being any good they were in diapers when Miami was good they have no idea what anybody's talking about they have no idea what the new Miami means they have no idea of any of it you know they they visit campus they see the banners up in the rafters but they don't really feel it these kids growing up in south florida they it's it, it, it's not part of their their fiber they don't say, I have to go play at Miami, and when these other schools are coming in and presenting opportunities, they're, they're leaving a mess. and that, as much as anything, is keeping the Hurricanes from getting out of this mess because when you get into a bind like they were in, as unbelievable as it was, Saturday night at Marlins Park, they did not have elite performers on the football field to get them out of the mess. You could blame the mess on all sorts of things. Blame the coaches to the max. It was one of the worst coaching jobs I think you'll ever see. Nobody's going to argue with that. But there have been bad coaching jobs here before. There have been tight battles against teams that didn't belong on the field with the Canes. But there always was a couple guys who could rise up and save the day. And you didn't see that on Saturday night, not on either side of the ball. So the prevailing excuse we keep hearing is that this is season is year one of Manny, that you have to have patience. He needs time. But this is not year one of Manny. Okay? This is year four of Manny. And Manny did a, a very good job here as defensive coordinator and revitalized the Canes defense um, in a lot of ways. But the last four years, recruiting on the defensive side of the football has not been up to snuff. And Manny's paying for that a little bit now. But this is year four, and this is not a classic rebuild of a lost program. Manny's had a major hand in every single result at the University of Miami from the day that Mark Richt was hired as the head football coach. And there has been an enormous amount of losing the past four years that should have raised a red flag long before FIU and Butch Davis embarrassed the Hurricanes on Saturday night. The status quo should not have been good enough. It was never all Mark Rick's fault. That was a convenient line of conversation throughout the whole offseason, but it was a bunch of baloney. It was never all Mark Rick's fault, and it was flawed thinking to believe that. And that's how Blake James got himself in this mess, and I feel for him because I I think he's been a pretty good athletic director, and he's got a pretty good record as athletic director, and he's built up enough credibility and appreciation with the university power structure that this is not going to cost him his job. But at the same time, this should not be good enough for him or anybody else. So if he does own his mistake, if Manny owns his mistake, what can the Hurricanes do to start moving this program back in the right direction? I've given that a lot of thought really for well over a month. And, you know, obviously it comes with an exclamation point after Saturday night. So obviously they need to go to Duke and win this weekend. And then they need to win their bowl game to finish the season with a winning record and just start changing the mood in the room. That's obvious. okay? but the bigger picture extends far beyond that. Something that has been absolutely glaring to me for a long time is the absence of football expertise inside the athletic center. Blake has nobody to lean on for guidance or consultation. He, he totally lacks a boss. President Julio Frank, he couldn't care less about football or athletics. Blake has open reign to do whatever he wants. This guy David Epstein, who's a board of trustees liaison, when everything went down, where, where was he? The, the guy that's supposed to be the, 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 the voice of, of, of common sense. Where was he to to catch Blake? Say, hey, Blake, slow down. Okay? Think about what you're doing. Conduct a proper search. See who the candidates are. If Manny wants to remove himself from consideration because if he leaves for Temple, he's not coming back, and you have a gun to your head, let him leave for Temple. That's his choice. But you don't make a decision like this that is so important the way it was made. And he was missing an action. And, you know, I'm sure he doesn't like me saying that, but he was missing in action. There was nobody there for, for Blake. And there's nobody in the athletic department that has football expertise. So many of athletic directors make these kind of mistakes. You see FSU in a similar situation with Willie Taggart after last season. And what did they do? They punted. They told everyone to be patient. So what happened? Ten months later, they're in the same exact situation. A whole nother season has been wasted, and now they're searching for a football coach. So you've heard me say, don't blame Manny this entire season. And I felt that way even before Saturday night, and I felt that way Sunday morning. Surprise, surprise. A first-time head coach who has been a middle-of-the-road defensive coordinator for 20 years, has never been known as a great recruiter, is struggling in every area as he tries to execute the job of head coach at the University of Miami. Surprise, surprise. He's guilty of blind ambition. Nothing else. So what can be done? Tonight is about real solutions. And here's an idea. Blake should immediately and I mean immediately, hire a general manager for the football program to relieve himself of the responsibility for being an autonomous ruler over major decisions that are not within his scope of expertise. Blake is a very good athletic director. Blake is respected throughout the college administration community. A couple of weeks ago, when he was on Kane Sport Live, I went through his resume and I did it for a reason. I did it to make the point that Blake James is an accomplished guy who's very well respected. That does not mean that he is a football expert, and he's not a football expert, and he needs to get a football expert in the building. And I think a perfect candidate for that position would be Alonzo Highsmith, the former Kane, who's currently the VP of player personnel for the Cleveland Browns. Highsmith has spent the last 20 years with the Green Bay Packers and now the Browns. He's been on the road. He's visited pretty much every major college football program in the country. He's studied every one of their players. He knows what is working. He knows what is not working. He knows what an elite football player should look like. He could bring incredible experience into the University of Miami Athletic Department. He could help enormously in setting a protocol for the level of player that Miami recruits at every position. And if you don't think that needs addressing, listen to this. Let's go to the recent Alabama-LSU game. There were 10 players on the field that day between the two teams who were projected in the top 25 picks in next April's NFL draft. Ten of, tw- of the first 25 picks were on that field in one game between Alabama and LSU. There were 17 players on the field expected to be picked in the top 100 picks of the first three rounds. How many players do you think Miami has right now on its roster who fit into that category? Zero. Zero. We can't even project Greg Russo there right now. It'll be a year before he's eligible. And Greg Russo was missing an action on Saturday night when his football team needed him the most. So, you know, maybe we need to slow down on the elite label there as well, to be honest with you. I love Greg and I think he's a very good football player. But he was missing an action like everybody else on Saturday when University of Miami football needed its best players to step up the most. So... We all know how successful Butch was when he was at Miami. And the greatest reason that Butch was so successful was that he had a protocol like what I'm talking about in place. He, there was a specific criteria for every single player at every position that they recruited. And if a player didn't meet that criteria, they didn't get recruited. And I think Highsmith could make huge contributions in improving the acquisition of talent And help the football program identify personnel on the field and off, including personnel in the back office who might be able to help in the evaluation of high school talent and the identification of uh, prospects around the country who fit the mold that should be in place to be a Miami hurricane. He would bring with him an enormous networking Rolodex of football people who he could call upon to help him execute his job. He could be a sounding board for the head coach on the hiring of assistant coaches, an area where the Hurricanes have honestly struggled for several years now to put together complete coaching staffs that don't have holes or liabilities. If there's someone better than Highsmith out there for a newly created job such as this, awesome. But just as I felt in December that Mario Cristobal had the perfect toolbox for what Miami needed for the head coaching position right now, it would seem to me that Highsmith has the perfect toolbox for a general manager position at the U if Blake James were to create it. Okay? The next decision would obviously involve who would occupy the head coach's office moving forward, whether you stick with Manny Diaz or move in a different direction and with everything that i've said here in the last few minutes about manny taken into consideration i would urge a look at the 2012 model from ohio state the buckeyes in 2011 were in a similar situation to miami when jim Tressel had to vacate the head coaching job because of ncaa violations That's only slightly different than Mark Rick getting burned out. No, there was no NCAA issue, but it's the same thing. The head coach is surprisingly leaving the head coaching position vacant. It was May of 2011, and Ohio State could have gone out and hired somebody from the NFL. They could have hired a college coach. The timing would have been a little awkward, but they could have done whatever they want. They're Ohio State. So they had a defensive coordinator named Luke Fickell in place who, like Manny Diaz, had done an exceptional job. Probably he had a more glowing resume than Manny. And they decided to give him a shot at being their head coach. But they didn't make the mistake to give him a five-year contract. That mistake can't be undone here at this point. Now it has to be managed. But Ohio State went 6-7 and seven that season under Luke Fiquel, and they immediately realized that Fiquel was no more equipped to be their head coach without the experience at a big-time program like that than it has been proven this year that Diaz is equipped to be the head coach here at the U. And they quickly solved the problem just like Miami needs to solve the problem here. Needs to find the fortitude to get everybody together And come up with an amenable solution to this that everybody can live with and solve the problem. They went out and they hired Urban Meyer to be their head coach. And Fickel slid back into the same defensive coordinator role where he excelled, just as I believe if everybody could swallow their pride, Manny Diaz could potentially do if he agreed to such a plan with James and the power structure. And it worked. It worked for the benefit of Ohio State, which is what it's supposed to work for. Ohio State is bigger than Luke Fickel. Miami is bigger than Manny Diaz or Blake James. The program should stand above everything else. They went 12-0 and together the next year. They went from 6-7 and to 12-0. and And two years later, the Buckeyes won the national title. And to this day... Ohio State remains one of the top programs in college football because of that decision that they collectively made back in 2012 and the way that everybody worked together to make it happen and swallowed their pride, swallowed their egos, and made the logical, smart decisions in the best interest of Ohio State. That's what needs to happen here, as outlandish as it seems What's going on right now does not have to be. Manny Diaz is going to get paid one way or the other. So why not pay him to do what he does best, coach defense? Do it for a year and see how it works. And if Manny's not happy with it and the university's not happy with it, pay off the last couple years of his contract and let him go get another job. This situation is not Manny Diaz's fault. He is not underperforming his resume. But he definitely can be part of the solution by swallowing his pride and working with James and the university on what is best for the program. And all he has to do is look at his contemporary, Luke Fickell, who did that back in 2012. He was part of that success the next few years, and he's now having reasonable success as the head coach at the University of Cincinnati, which I would equate to the temple job that Manny should have taken. So who might be reality to come in and fold into this plan that I'm laying out right now? Forget about Mario Cristobal. Okay, that's off the table. His success at Oregon this year is going to inspire that school to lock him up. He's put too much effort into that program in in every way in recruiting. And... You know, back in December, I think he could have been hired. Now, I don't think so. Uh, I I don't think you could deal with the buyout that's going to be in place and everything else. So forget that option, okay? You might also have a hard time hiring hot commodities like Matt Rule or P.J. Fleck. and And I don't think that there's any guarantees that those guys would be successful at Miami. But what about Mike Leach? Is it time to try something different. Mike Leach, think about that. He would come in and he would inject an incredible amount of excitement into this program and would probably welcome having Manny Diaz in place to run his defense because I've watched Washington State this year and he doesn't have a, coach, a better coach than Manny Diaz running his defense, I can tell you that. Leach was begging for the Miami job four years ago before Mark Rick was hired. I have to believe he would leave Washington State for Coral Gables in about five seconds. Put Mike Leach and Manny Diaz together. Get Manny Diaz to buy in, to at least try it for a year and see how it goes. You have to pay him anyway. He deserves to be paid every penny that's on his contract. It's not his fault, and he will not do what Mark Rick did. I feel pretty sure about that. He is not going to walk away from – you know, the, the 10 to $15 million he still owed on his deal with Miami. Not going to happen. Pay him to do what he does best, coach defense. So how would you feel about a Mike Leach, Manny Diaz pairing in Miami football with an Alonzo Highsmith up in the front office helping in every way he can? Might be worth a shot. Might be worth a shot. If they do it, They would have to continue on, looking at every single element of the football program. I would start with scheduling. Miami needs to take some chances and schedule more aggressively. The teams from the ACC Coastal Division are all middle-of-the-road teams in college football and provide zero marquee games that place Miami on the grand stage of college football and also create a showcase to bring recruits to Hard Rock Stadium. The Hurricanes have just completed a cycle this year where they did not have a single home game that they could bring recruits to with pride and showcase the program. You're going to bring top-shelf recruits that you're competing with Alabama and LSU and Georgia for into a half-empty hard-rock stadium where the Canes are playing Georgia Tech? What's going on is a death sentence, and it must change. They're going to have to step out, in my opinion, and be a little bit different than everybody else. And maybe take on one more difficult non-conference game each year for a while. What do they have to lose? If you're not good enough to win them, then you're probably not going to make the playoffs anyway. And it changes nothing in terms of getting to Charlotte and winning the ACC means nothing. What happens in non-conference games is totally irrelevant to winning the ACC once those ACC games begin. I think they got to make the schedule better. They got to get more marquee home games. They got to get game day back in South Florida. That that game day in 2017 on campus for the Notre Dame game was epic. It's one of the best game days in history. ESPN could not believe their eyes at the presentation that they were able to make on the Miami campus. It was incredible exposure for Miami that the Canes have not been able to build on. What else could Alonzo Highsmith do? He can meet with local high school coaches, discuss what needs to be done to restore Miami's standing in the local community. The local football community, as painful as it is to say, to accept, the local football community in South Florida has turned on the Miami Hurricanes football program. It is the greatest of battles just to get the second-tier kids to come to Miami now the elite kids all leave town with an occasional exception like it looks like Don Chaney is going to be and then he still has to prove that he's elite cuz he played at Miami Belen and he's got to prove he's tough enough to take the step forward into college football saint thomas aquinas in fort lauderdale has turned on the miami hurricanes football program one of the greater feeder, greatest feeder schools in the united states that's 30 minutes from campus is not sending its players to Miami this cannot be allowed to continue this is not sustainable okay? if Miami wants to get back to being the real Miami it needs to get some people in the building that can attack and solve these problems and it needs to do it today and if Manny could do it the problem would have been solved already it's not local recruiting right now is as bad as it's ever been I think it's probably worse than it's ever been It keeps escalating. Miami might pick up a couple late commits here from kids who had planned to go to Florida State, and that'll put a little bit of a Band-Aid on it for this cycle. But the 2021 cycle in South Florida is absolutely loaded. Okay, There's still time to fix this thing, but there's not a lot of time to waste. So that's just the beginning of what Miami can do. To restore pride to the football program it'll have to do other things the locker room needs to be rebuilt you know justin Flo walked in top recruit from california and was a little bit shocked that miami's locker room's not up to standards of some of the other ones he's been to around the country you know that, that's not why he'll come or not come but making a locker room up to standards is not really difficult you know, little things like that still need to be done. But for the most part, the budgets are adequate. There's enough money to hire assistant coaches. There's enough money to hire a quality head coach. You're not maybe going to hire an 8 or $9 million coach, but certainly a quality coach. So will Blake James be able to summon the will to own his mistake and work to fix it? Can Manny Diaz swallow his pride and admit that maybe he was a bit ambitious in trying to make the jump to being the head coach at Miami in one full swoop? Maybe what everybody witnessed Saturday night at Marlins Park, of all places, was disgusting enough to inspire the people that matter to do things that neither they or anybody else ever believed that they could do. I do not believe it is hopeless. I continue to believe that Miami football can be Miami football again. Will we ever see a 10-year reign like we did in the 1980s? That would be difficult to predict. But Miami can get back to being a relevant force. In college football, virtually every season, just the way Alabama did when they were down, and Mike Shula, who didn't belong in the head coach's office there, was trying to play head coach. And Mike Shula was a very good football coach. He went on to be the offensive coordinator in Charlotte after that and you know has had a long career in football. That doesn't mean that he had the tool set to be the head coach at Alabama. The way that Ohio State did when they went out, And hired Urban Meyer instead of Luke Fickel. The way that LSU is now doing, the way they keep improving their staff. There's no doubt in my mind that Miami can do it. But you can't keep conducting business the way that it's being conducted. Do nothing now, Miami's going to fall further behind Florida. Probably going to fall further behind Florida State too if the Seminoles don't blow another coaching search like they did when they hired Willie Taggart. This is all raw and real talk. Blake James and those above him must realize that they cannot continue to run the program the way they are and expect any kind of different results than what they have been getting for many, many years now. Like what they got Saturday night and everybody else's an extension got Saturday night at Marlins Park. It simply is time to try a different approach, and I hope they will. And with that, let's get to your phone calls and see what you have to say. The number, 563-999-3633. It's 563-999-3633. You hit the number one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. Let's go out to the 786. You're live on CaneSport Live.
1: Hey Gary, how are you my friend?
0: Hey, what's up everything? How you doing?
1: Uh, well, you know, hey,
0: I guess like most of us uh, very disappointed. Uh not
1: shocked, but uh just beyond disappointed and I
0: Just don't so I, don't I, don't I, tell I us that to... you called it. We already we already know that. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> no, but, don't tell uh, us
0: that you don't tell us that you called it because we know you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did call uh, it.
1: Well, that's neither here that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, I'm a very passionate person. Um, a Big supporter of this program, but um, you know, in life, Gary, especially when you get older, you, you see things for what they really are. And in today's landscape, we, we just this is just this is honestly just the beginning of a major spiral that's going to continue
0: to go down. I mean,
1: it doesn't it's, have it's to get
0: worse. I just so, I just I talked for 30 but, uh, minutes about why it doesn't have to.
1: No and and I listen I admire I admire your uh how genuine you were and how specific you were with your solution and uh I really admire what, what you brought forth to the table but l- let me just point out some things um and again I don't I don't know much okay but I do know that in contemporary college major college football power five football uh, that supersedes all interests and all responsibilities and priorities for that perspective collegiate or respective collegiate athletic program. With that, what I mean is you have to be a football person to understand how to maximize things. The secondary programs is everything else. The next major revenue sport is basketball. And after that, pretty much you're dealing with ge- balancing gender equity with everything else unless you're in a Midwest state and then you've got a, you know, you've got hockey. That's how collegiate athletics works. And you mentioned how, what a great resume Blake had. I've told you before how I feel about him. Let me explain something to you. If he were that good, he would have been in the SEC three or four years ago. And there's been three or four, there've been at least three or four SEC jobs open the last three or four years.
0: And he hasn't gone there. So that gives you his pedigree. He wants to spend the rest of his career at Miami, everything. He wants he wants to be here. He's not looking to apply for other jobs.
1: Gary, 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 I'm just telling you how it is. No,
0: I'm telling telling you how it is. He's not looking to go to other places. He wants to spend the rest of his career here.
1: If you'll let me finish. So basically when you've got someone of that mentality, the solution you brought forth, okay? Which I I very creative. Okay, but I brought this a while back about Lonzo. It, it just as you're telling me, hey, you can't, you can't do the job, but you can be the backup. Well, honestly, that's what you're telling me is really what's the situation with Blake. He can do everything else, but stay the fuck out of football because you have no clue what you're doing.
0: And how do, how no, do I know no, because if somebody like Alonzo goals. came in, they would be working underneath Blake and in tandem with Blake.
1: Yeah,
2: it would
0: just give us, it would I'm give Blake about. it would give it would give Blake somebody that knows what the heck they're talking about to be to that's be to be his, his, his partner in crime to to make better decisions for the football program.
1: Okay, I'm trying to share my perspective with you. The way it's supposed to be is the opposite.
0: You hire Wrong. somebody else. Wrong. I disagree. Why does – you think so every athletic director – I'm going to – let me disagree with you for a minute. You think every okay. athletic director okay. throughout the United States is an expert in running a football program? Are you kidding me? I, I, Do you I see how many this. coaches are, are, are flaming were, out? How many millions of dollars all these universities are spending on buyouts? Gary. Come on, man.
1: Universities are not – can I speak?
0: Go ahead. Universities are not spending – millions
1: of dollars on buyouts, booster clubs are. So that person has to be an integral person that is able to tell that booster club what to do and what not to do. And when things don't go well, he's got to be able to follow the lead of whoever's in charge of the money. This isn't calculus. But every I, – look, I work with Bob Bowlesby. I don't know who – you probably have no idea who he is. Very successful in Iowa. Very successful in Northern Iowa. They went to Iowa. They went to Stanford. Charged the Big 12. Great guy. My experience is just telling me what, what needs to be there. You've got to have a football person or an understanding of someone who knows how to get the right people to make decisions. So what we have seen from this gentleman, is he has no clue on how to hire a college football coach. Because I can just give you the three he's hired. And it's been a catastrophe. That is his body of work what well, isn't fair here as a coach and as a flutter, it been in both spots. If you don't win, you know, after year three, you get fired. We're in a little private school, and he's good at raising money. He's good at the basics at UN. He's good at, he's good at fulfilling the basic responsibilities that are required by the DOT. Flutter and raise the money and make everybody happy, the upper the upper people, the upper dollar, the top 1% that we have in South Florida or throughout the country that give money here. He's good at that. He's not good at the rest. And you've got to be able to make quality personnel decisions. And you can't take things personally with someone who is a product of this very same institution and get into a measuring contest with the guy was when you had nothing to measure anyway. You can't do that. And what he did was set this program further back. I'm not going to tell you that Mario Cristobal would have us in the Orange Bowl or in the top four this year, but I will tell you we're not six and fives because he would have brought in the right people. He would have brought in people that are genuine. This is what we're doing, and this is where we're going. Very basic people. And where did he get that from, Gary? He was trained by Jimmy Johnson. That guy has been and is a mentor to so many, and we ignore it. So basically,
3: more, no.
0: More than just Jimmy if, Johnson? You're
1: wrong. You're wrong. The
3: Greg,
0: Greg Sciano, Greg Nick Saban, way more than just Jimmy Johnson.
1: No doubt. But, but the, the philosophy here, the solution here, rather, I'm sorry, is to start at the top. That person, that person, I don't care who you put there, it's gotta change. Katie Meyer and the tennis team and the diving team, I could give three craps about that. We are here to run an athletic program based on what football does and the rest feed off of football. Now yes, okay, Jim has had great success. Okay, he has. Fantastic. Guess what? That's, this is not this is a football powerhouse or used to be, that person has to bring that back and make the right decisions. And I'm sorry, he's not the guy. He was never the guy, but he was a good complimentary person. So if you want what, me to tell you... What, to what, if, what system, if he, do, what if he does
0: decision. something along the lines of what I just said and he fixes, and he fixes his mistakes? Well, here's the thing. Have you, and do, I'm do, I'm have you so ever made, made any mistakes in your life? You were, you, you're, you're an older guy. Have you ever made mistakes? Have you ever made mistakes?
1: Absolutely, and I got fired for
0: it. And hey, I just, well, he made a nose. mistake. He, he needs a chance and to I, fix it.
1: I, I, you know what I will tell you? I never made the same mistake three times.
0: And that's hey, he thing. didn't make the same mistake three times. You can't argue with hiring he Mark sure Riff, okay? He sure did. He sure did. He, well, it, it, he it's a mistake in retrospect because Mark, Mark was burnt out and couldn't do it. But, and yeah, may, he could have hired Dan Mullen, for example. But who's to say Dan Mullen would have won anything here? We don't know.
4: Hey, let, 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 me, you know? let me educate you
0: here. Let me He's not winning anything you. in Florida. He's getting their Mark program Rich, headed in a good direction, but he's not winning anything.
1: Mark Rich wasn't burnt out. You know what Mark Rick was? He couldn't fire his son. So let's, let's, let's call things for what they really were.
0: Everything. you got to wrap this up quick because I'm getting pounded here with messages telling me to get rid of it. They they want me to get rid of it. (laughs) So so come on. Wrap it up. What's the point? What's the point? Fire Blake, James?
1: Here's the the solution. You go ahead. You fire Blake. You bring somebody credible in that can go ahead. bring two people to go ahead. You bring them in. One to run, run to be the AD who is a football person. The second person to be that complimentary guy to do things. Manny, there is no Luke Fickle situation. No, that's not going to happen with Manny. Manny is a Cuban American. Cubans are too strong-minded, and they and, and basically they're not going to go ahead and play second fiddle. Not after where he's at. Ego's too big. That will never happen with a Cuban.
0: You can't have an All ego right? when you lose. The ego is gone when you lose to FIU. I'm sorry. Well, hey, you if you what? have an ego, if you have an ego, when you're coaching the Miami Hurricanes and you lose to Florida International University. Then there's something seriously wrong, and I don't and I don't believe I, I don't argue that Manny had a little bit has a little bit of an ego, but whatever it, it, whatever it, it was, accept. I can't believe it still exists because that was humiliating. I, I this, the other will, night,
1: and I will say this by the way, his resume compared to Fickle's resume before he became the interim head coach. By the way, he was interim which you and I will argue about that forever. He was interim. Look it up. He was interim because they were
0: smart enough not to give him a five-year contract without seeing how he did in the job. That's why he was interim.
1: Yeah, no shit. No shit, of course. But we went ahead and made the dumbest decision we could have made, and the person that's still making the decision is still there. So everybody, my last thing, for all you blind-ass fans, all of you that are out there, go on this website, fireblakejames.com. And put your vote and put your information in, because the only way we'll come back is when that joker and that clown is out of a job. Take care, Gary. Have a good night.
0: All right, everything. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks as always for being part of the show. Let's go to the nine four one. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
5: Hey Gary, it's Meister Kane. Guess I got What's beat up, this time. What's
0: up, Meister? You got beat. Yep. Well, you and you know you and the Canes.
5: Yeah, me, me and me and Greg. Well, yep. I'm disgusted and pissed off about this stupid loss here. They had guys dancing when you're down sixteen to nothing. Come on, man, you got to wake up, man. That, I, I saw that, and and let me let me let me say something else too, okay? This is what happens when you hire someone with no head coaching experience. I think Manny fit off more than he can chew. I just don't. You know, I'm skeptical right now, okay? I don't think he can handle it. I think Mario Cristobal would have been the better candidate. Of course, he can't do anything about it now. And the one thing that did piss me off is when Blake James came onto the show and said, you know, I think Manny's the best man for the job. Well, I think he's wrong. And the other thing too I want to mention is
0: That was 3 weeks ago.
5: His- huh?
0: He might still say he might still say the same thing today because, you know, that he he, he has to, but I can't believe that Blake feels the same way after Saturday night that he felt three weeks ago. Because it's nothing – and it's nothing against Manny. It's just like – it's just smacking you in the face
5: that there's an issue there. This is not Manny's fault. This is not Manny's fault. Manny's been put into a situation that I don't think he can handle, Gary. I just don't think he can handle it personally. I mean – yeah, you know, you, you're right. It's going. It's like going from uh, high school basketball to the NBA for crying out loud. So anyway, and and the other thing I want to mention too is I think you're right. Get Alonzo Highsmith into the building. He needs to do that. They need to do that. That I think is the solution. As, far as Mike Leach, now I, how how good is Mike Leach with the recruiting down here in South Florida?
0: He would be an instant celebrity in this town, and he would be the perfect complement to what Manny brings to the table on defense. Okay, so you've got – uh, that, that's, that, you know, that, that's why I threw that out there. It, it makes – it okay. and he's hireable, and he wouldn't be that expensive, I don't think. I don't, I'm not sure what okay. his buyout is or what his contract is, but I don't think he would be that expensive.
5: Okay, let's suppose that took place, okay? You got Mike and Manny. Mike on offense, Manny on defense. You need a true offensive coordinator. I like Dan Enos, but I think it he's the be. It would coach.
0: not be Danny. It would not be Danny-ness. Do well, you no don't all. tell... No, no, Mike, no. Lee, yeah, okay. Mike Leach would, t- would have that covered. He knows who to bring in.
5: Right, right, right. But keep Dan Enos as quarterbacks coach. I mean, he did a nice job of cleaning up that part. that part of the problem. But the other part is, we need a true offensive coordinator. And the other problem is, where is... Where is a true special teams coach? We need a true special teams coach and staff. And here's the other thing, too. Get a better defensive coordinator as well. And that's all I got for right now, bud.
0: All right, Mikester, Thanks for being part of the show, man. All right. Talk to you next week. Take care. Let's go to the 845. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, hey, Gary. How you doing? Greg. Hey, what's up, Greg? How are you, man? <coughs> oh yeah we hit rock bottom okay you
6: think? let me ask you you're hoping you're hoping that's rock bottom you're hoping yeah well okay you realize we're the first team in 40 years to lose three games being favored by more than two touchdowns yeah okay that's enough to fire the head coach i don't care if it's his first year Alonzo Highsmith. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see him
0: fired. I want to see him paid to do what he does best.
6: Well, pay him to get out of here, then. What's the difference? No, oh, let
0: him, let him coach defense.
6: Okay, all right. He's not going to do that. Okay, Alonzo Highsmith. No, Luke, 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 Luke Fickel
0: Luke did it with a lot bigger resume than what Manny has. Luke, Luke Fickel,
6: Fickel wasn't making four million dollars.
0: No, but whatever he was making, he still got paid, and he went back to being defensive coordinator, and now he's a head coach again.
6: Okay. Alonzo, why would he leave the NFL to come to Miami?
0: He'd be here, Greg, in about three, maybe three minutes and 20 seconds. He'd be in the building. You're
6: guaranteeing
0: that? Guaranteeing it. Okay. Okay, if, 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 so if, if you hire him and pay him what he's making in his current job, which shouldn't be insurmountable, he'd be here in five seconds.
6: Okay, okay, let's assume you're right. Would
0: he keep I'm Manny have, Diaz just, as just Just stop you for one second and make a point. Out. We're going to have a couple former players on tonight. Lamar Thomas right. is going to be joining us in about ten minutes, and Benny oh. Blades is going to join us later. And you're going to hear how badly these guys want to see this program get back to what it was. And then you'll understand why Alonzo Highsmith with his 20 years of expertise now in football administration and personnel would be here in five seconds, but it has to be, you know, he would have to, he would have to have a title like a general manager title. And, you know, he, and he, you know, he would have to get paid what he's being paid or a little bit more than that. And, and, and he'd be here in five seconds. Go ahead.
6: Do you agree with me that the downfall of this program started under Donna Shaller. And the and the liberals well, it, under it, the board it, of trustees. They don't care a, a about
7: football, okay.
0: It did. It well, did. But 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 that here but, but but not for the reason everybody thinks. She cared about football. She cared about athletics. But she also cared about budgets a little too much. And she did not give her coaches the resources that they needed to run this football program properly especially Randy Shannon. She stepped out on a ledge and gave Randy the head coaching job when not too many people would have done it for much the same reason that Manny Diaz probably shouldn't have been given the head coaching job. And she did not give him the resources to have any chance whatsoever to succeed. That's why she deserves blame. All
6: right. My last point, like, just saying, man, he's gonna stick around. He says it's on me. He, I heard him say that. It's on yes, him. He did.
0: That it, means and he it has
6: is. to make changes. He has to make changes.
8: Okay.
0: That, yeah, that's an, that's an issue. That's an issue for. That's an issue for a month down the road, Greg. They got to finish the season. They got to um, finish recruiting. They have to finish out the bowl game. You worry about that in January.
6: Oh, okay, by the way, tell uh, everything 305. He was telling everyone there's no way we're getting nighting. We're getting nighting. It's a guarantee, okay? He was wrong. Hopefully. So he's not right every time about everything. Thank you. Nope. Goodbye.
0: All right, Greg. Talk to you next week, man. Let's go out to the 770. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
9: Gary, my friend, what's happening? Who's this? This Royal, man. Royal from Atlanta. What's up,
0: Royal? It's been a few weeks. How you been?
9: Uh, it's been like a year. I'm good. I'm good, man. Gay, yeah, I gotta
0: give it to you, man. You,
9: this is your best year. You've improved a hell of a lot. You have improved. I, I'm proud of you, man. You, you've come a long way. You come a long way. Been listening to you for years. You come a long way. But um, thank gay, you. Yeah, uh, everything three hundred five. That's that's my dude. He's he right on the money with everything he said. Um, now I agree with you about I don't you know I don't talk to you that much, but if you know my friends, they will tell you I've been bumping for um, Alonzo Highsmith for years. But I don't want Alonzo Highsmith to come in here and have to take take orders from Blake. No, Blake's an idiot. Blake James got to go. I don't know what your hang-up is with him, but he he doesn't know. It. You can't. The guy ain't never played football before. He's never played football before. That's
0: why he needs. The he needs. Coach, he needs a football person in the next office. The head over.
9: coach has never played football before. This yeah. is a joke. This is a joke. And another guy. They, they, they well, need a football
0: second? person in the building. They need. They need a Absolutely. football person that that knows what the heck he's talking about. And right. But Alon- Alonzo's put, a, he's, he's put in the time. That's why I'm throwing him out. Well, like, Alonzo doesn't he, he need to be doesn't need to be athletic director royal. He doesn't need to worry well, about because he doesn't need to be sitting there worrying about fundraising and budgets and worrying about you know what the volleyball team's doing and the basketball team's okay, doing and, okay. and, and you, you like, know he doesn't need to, he doesn't need, right. need to be responsible but for don't all don't that. He needs to be responsible for the football program. He needs to be responsible for for the football program.
2: Okay, and Blake, God, agree, you know, there still has to be a
0: boss. But, you know, but, but, but if you hire somebody like Alonzo, Blake's not hiring him to tell him what to do. Like he's hiring him well, to be able to reach out to him and get his advice and put him overseeing a program that is very important to the city and to this university and make sure it's being run properly.
9: Make sure the proper
0: due diligence, Royal, is being done in the back office on identifying recruits, who they should recruit. Who, should, who they should offer scholarships to? Do they have the skill set to be great football well, players well, see, at Miami? Okay, that has not well, been going well, see, on in Royal. You, you don't get a roster. You I don't understand. get a roster like we have right now, Royal. If that's been being done, it hasn't been being done.
9: Well, okay. You you, you like to talk about the players? That's fine. But, but Royal, we do not have you, a you player projected
0: in the first three rounds of the draft. No.
9: I'm gonna tell you why. Because you don't have coaches that can develop what we got. That's okay, what that's that about. could be. you could gonna be part get, of it without you're question. You're not going to get five stars right now. you A matter of fact, you got some five stars on this team. You're not going to get five stars because you're losing.
0: Who's the five star? On, who's your five star on this team? Who's your five star? That's a real five I can star. Name
9: two or three. I can, I'm not saying that
0: that was rated five star like Mark Pope and Lorenzo Lingard. Oh. I'm saying, okay. who's a real five, well, I'm, I'm saying who's a real five I'm i I'm saying who's a real five star. No. Do, you Mar, do you think Mark do you think Mark would be rated no a five why. star? But I'm telling today? you
9: why though. I'm telling you why they're not. You we this is a solution show, right? I'm telling you why they're not playing up to five star ability. Let's go back to the Bush Davis era. The kid the, the left guard, he wouldn't even be playing on the Butch. Vernon Carey was a five star, number one O line in the country. Didn't play his freshman year, you know why? Because butcher the crew, told him, if your ass don't get under 350, you're not playing. Now, the kid that's the left guard, who was the damn near five-star, who when we recruited him, everybody said, oh, once we get him, the line is going to be fine. He's fat and he's terrible. I can't think of the kid's name right now. But if a real coach was on that team, he wouldn't be playing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Another yeah, thing.
0: You're talking Where about back?
9: I'm talking about damn right I'm talking about Donaldson. He should be better than all them kids by far. And he's yep. the worst one. He's fat, he's slow, and he don't yep. care. And he shouldn't be on the field. But that goes back to the coaches allowing them. Oh, I could talk. I, I. There's a whole lot of nepotism on this team that I blame Manny for. You're the head coach. Manny been coaching 20 years. So you, you're going a little bit too light on him. Even though he's the head coach, he's been around football. He should know better. Before the season, what did he tell us? Oh, we are a BCS team. We can beat anybody. Then after you lose to Georgia Tech, we, are, we rebuild. I was done. I was done. When he said rebuild, I was done. Then I, this week, we lose. He says, um, oh, well, LSU lost to Troy. Get the hell out of here. Where LSU are, that tells me he's not the guy, period. And for Blake to allow that, he's not the guy. Enough. Enough. They got to go. I don't know why you got this thing for Blake. Well, you told us why you got this thing for Blake. He's good in other areas. You're breaking down a job of an AD. That's great. But like you said, he don't need to be dealing with the football program period. he
0: just he needs some expertise period. in the building no no question royal
9: absolutely got all right Royal. Well, hey please. listen I say, you huh got, gotta, one, let one, you, one I gotta thing. go ahead I understand the you had a one caller call a second caller, and I've been saying this forever. Will we please hire a real special teams coach? That's it, man. Yeah, I can say a whole lot more. You cut me short. That's that's cool. Well, I I'm only cutting you short because I have cool. I have
0: gra- I have greatness on the oh, line man. that, yes, I, that I that I think yes, you that you'll be happy to take a step aside for. Okay, so oh, that's the great. only reason oh, I'm that, cutting that's you, that's you
9: my short. Man, Lamar Thomas. Yes, was sir. Good,
0: so, baby. So, <laughs> so, well, he's not on yet. He'll be he'll be on in a second. But um, call back in next week and we'll continue the conversation. Okay. All right, man. All right, have a good evening. All right, thank you, man. All right, so we're gonna take a pause here for a moment. And bring on a guy that knows what a winning football team is supposed to look like. From 1989 to 1992, Lamar Thomas was one of the most accomplished hurricane receivers of all time. He left as the school's all-time leader in career receptions. At the time, he was second in career receiving yards, second in career touchdown passes caught, and sixth in career touchdowns. His 10 touchdowns in 1992 were the second most in a season. Now he's still tied for second. He's a member of the UM Hall of Fame. He was taken in the third round of the 1993 NFL draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and spent eight seasons in the NFL with the Buccaneers and the Dolphins. Through an unfortunate stroke of fate, Lamarcus, the Great, as I call him, decided to visit Marlins Park on Saturday night. And what a, one of the greatest canes of all time, who bleeds orange and green like no other, who got himself in big trouble as a broadcaster when Miami once played FIU because he almost jumped out of the press box at a tense moment <laughs> on the field, had to sit there and watch that mess on Saturday night. And now... He's here with us, and uh, Lamar, good talking to you again. Sorry you had to live through that Saturday night. Welcome to Cane Sport Live. How you doing? It's good to
4: be back. I haven't, haven't been on in a long time, man. We used to have this show together, baby.
0: I know, was man. That was, that, that, that was one of the highlights of my career. You know, For those of you who don't, don't know, Lamar and I used to host the show together every week on uh, WQAM, and um, we had a great time. It, it, it was awesome. One of the best experiences you know, one- I've ever had.
4: You know, one of the problems was I I never could hide my emotions, man. It, you know, after that, I think it was it was the Virginia game. I was I was hurt, man. I was in tears almost. You know, I I, I love the Canes, man. The Canes have you know I I've, I've been good. The, the Canes have been good to me. Uh, coming from Canes has been good to me. You know, unfortunately I had to had to work against them for a little bit. And you know, one thing being a Cane taught me, you got to win, baby. And uh, I I got that done, and I helped you guys get Al Golden out of there.
7: But um, <laughs>
4: what I what I, what I saw the other night, and that was, I went to two games this year. I went to the Georgia Tech game for the, you know, we had the '89 reunion, and that was a loss, shocking loss. And then I came to Marlins Park and I watched the the FIU game, and um, wasn't good. It was not. A, it was both games I had. A real bad feeling. I've only had that feeling one other time. That was the Virginia game. Walking to the car, going, "What did I just see? What did I just see?" So when you asked me the other, I think you sent me a text. that you have any thoughts? I told you I was too hurt to even think about it. I, I was, I was hurting, and I'm still hurting. I mean, I was. Uh, unfortunately, it was embarrassing for um, for all of us as Canes fans. Um, all of us as Players, all of us, uh, the coaches, for everyone—it was an embarrassing moment in our in our history. Um, you know, it's it's something that we're going to have to um, regroup and and grow from.
0: So you you obviously played, you've been a college coach for several years. How how does that happen, Lamar? How, how, how does something like that, what we saw Saturday night, happen?
4: You know. I've been scratching my head. Um, you know, I I would think as coaches, I think their job is is obviously to get these kids ready. But sometimes it falls on the kids too. You know, um, playing at Miami, you know, I love Coach Harrison. I love Coach Johnson. You know, it, it wasn't up to them. We felt like it wasn't up to them to get us ready to play this game. I mean, we felt like it was up to us to step on that field and find a way to take whatever something, and say we're going to beat we're going to beat this other team. We're going to be victorious when we leave the stadium. When we leave, especially the home games. Um, but for those kids, I just can't see how they would come out with no energy, and and let a team like FIU push you around. Um, you know, knowing that those kids at FIU, I would say ninety eight percent of them dreamed of playing at Miami and wanted to be at Miami and would love to wear the, the, the Adidas uh, and all this gear that you get and be in the, the Sofa Center and all that stuff, but instead they're down at FIU. So you know they're playing for, for larger stakes, And for you to go out there and pee down your leg and not play well in front of 10 to 1, I, I – I, it looked like it was a Miami home game. I don't think FIU fans really care because they they they're they going to lose.
0: They don't There's have fans. Miami
4: Hurricanes. Right. Well, <laughs>
0: they have a few thousand people Miami to Hurricanes. go to their
4: game. It, it was a it was more Miami Hurricane fans in there than than FIU fans. And you know we all were probably on the hollow ground thing. You know we all wanted to come out. It was the Orange Bowl and get that Virginia taste out of our mouth um, of a couple years ago. And you know. To those kids' uh, credit, I, they probably don't even know anything about the Orange Bowl, so we can't even put that on them. But the fact that FIU was a team who got demolished by FAU, all those kids would love to be where you are, eating steak and lobster at Miami, and you let them push you around. That's it's not a good thing. It's, it's just you know, it, it it just wasn't a good thing to watch. You know, it's 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 like. We got to start over. We got to start over. We got to start and 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 figure this thing out. We got to figure it out because our program has done too many great things, and 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 this program was built up from a time when they wanted to cancel football, and 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 where they were giving away free tickets, and and, and now to have everything that we 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 have now, I mean, we're we're not as we're not as good as a lot of the programs around the country, obviously. As far as what we have to offer, because we don't, we're a private institution, but we do have some good things. Um, it, it, it was just very demoralizing, and it was just like, like, like uh, Coach said, it was, it was a dark night in, 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 um, in UM history.
0: All right, so you're not playing, You're saying the players should have been responsible for getting themselves ready to play. All right, so that's. Uh, 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 Go ahead. That clearly didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. It, it clearly okay. didn't happen. So you're getting beat, 13 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't? Why didn't it change? Why like why? Why didn't that ignite a flame to, to go out and correct the problem?
4: It should have. I mean, it it really should have. A plan against an inferior opponent. I mean, it really should have. You you. You gotta you gotta find some way. If you know they're inferior, if you, I mean the games we lost this year to Georgia Tech, we lost to Virginia Tech, and we lost to FIU. I mean they were inferior opponents. Virginia Tech probably was gonna be fired. You know they they that that coach is on his last leg. And then Georgia Tech comes in here, hadn't won a game, and then FIU. I mean you gotta find a way as players, leadership on that team. You can't all put it on your coaches. And they can call the plays but you gotta somehow make your block. Even if you don't agree with it, you still gotta do what you gotta make the catch. Ball might be thrown behind you, ball might not be thrown right, you gotta make the catch. You gotta make the throws. You gotta read you gotta study during the week. Know your keys. You know, you gotta tackle. You can't have dumb penalties. You know, there are things that you have to do. I'm not I mean, you know, as a college coach, it's, it's hard for me to sit here and and blame coaches um, being it's our livelihood. Um, but you gotta, it could, some small blame could be on them, but some of it has to be on the players too. You know, you gotta, you gotta be able to do what you're supposed to do against an inferior opponent too. There's no way we should have lost that game. I don't care. You know, Butch, you know, Butch went into this game thinking it was their super bowl and they came out and they had a plan for us. Um, and he had them jacked up, but, back in the day and, and I hate to talk about back in the day because different era but but I have to because and, and even as a coach you got to find a way against an inferior opponent. You got to find a way to say we got to go we know they're going to give them, give us their best shot the first quarter. And if, and we got to we got to keep it close enough that when when we wake up, we got to put our foot's on their neck and you know, it's just And it it, it was really hard. That flight back to Kentucky was really hard for me. It was really hard.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, my theory is this. Okay. I don't care how good a football team is. You're going to have moments during a season where Mm -hmm. you're not playing your best. You turn the ball over. Things happen. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're in a tight game in the fourth quarter. And right. the, 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 the good teams, uh, 90% of the time, find a way to win those games. And I'm going to take you on a walk right. back down, down memory lane here for a minute. And we're going to go right. – I want to talk to you about the 1992 season. You guys yeah. were a phenomenal football team. You, you went through your regular season undefeated, okay? Mm-hmm. But on September the 26th, you played a home game in the Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Remember, you remember that?
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. The vividly.
0: stadium was half empty. hmm The announced crowd was 47,000. It wasn't that. <laughs> you had it, and it probably wasn't that. You, you, you <laughs> played the previous two weeks for, uh, in front of crowds of over 70,000. You blew out Iowa at Iowa, and you, you beat FAMU 38 nothing at home. And now you're playing Arizona. You guys were far from your best. You won Correct. that game 8-7. Eight to, eight to seven. Yes. Steve yep. McLaughlin
4: missed a 51-yard field goal.
0: Yep. So, you know, it happens, it happens to the best. But you guys had three other days that season where you also weren't at your best and you were in tight games against Florida State, Penn mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. Um, a game at Syracuse that you only won 16 to 10. You were way better than Syracuse. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a player, why, mm-hmm. why do you feel that you guys are, were able to get out of those tough spots? And and what makes the difference between winning and losing those kind of games?
4: Well, I think as a player, we had, um, we had so many years of, of, of watching winning when we were freshmen, watching uh, – some tough games. Um, playing some tough games that as 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 a, as teammates we leaned on each other. in that Arizona game we lost Rusty Medeiros to a terrible knee injury. Um Dino didn't play a good game. I didn't play a good game. I dropped a I dropped a, a bomb that probably would have scored. Um you know we we just didn't play well but but on that sideline we kept telling each other we had each other's back, and we were going to win. you know they they were hungry, they wanted it, but we also didn't want to lose because we didn't want to lose we didn't want to be that team to lose that streak, you know so we we had that in in our back of our minds we can't there's no way we can do this, there's no way this is going to happen um and you know, they played their tailbones off and and you know they 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 did some things to us on on the defensive side. Um, they ran the ball well, they threw screen pass. I mean, they had a great game plan. But we found a way, man. We just we bonded together and we found a way. I mean, we had to go and we had to go to Syracuse later on and we had to find a way. You have to find a way. You know, it, it takes huddles on the sideline of guys getting together and and, and 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 looking each other in the eye and saying, I got your back, let's go, man. Um but it, it's it's leadership. It's 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 also guys playing for each other. It's, it's become an eye game now. You know, it's become, you know, we, we knew that the more games we won, the better everybody was going to be. We, we carry on the tradition. You know, um, we take care of each other. More guys might get opportunities to go on to the next level. These guys, these kids come in saying, hey, I'm playing one, two years. I'm out. I'm going to the pros.
0: They come in thinking and that. You're absolutely to, right.
4: Yeah, we, we, we had to develop. as We had to develop you know, our most of our class members registered. A matter of fact, all of them registered. You know, the only one that didn't register who came in as a freshman was Charles Farms. But everybody registered so they got to stay, they got to um, be freshmen and work on the scout team to grow. No one was talking about, I'm only going to be here a year and, and or two and, and three and go pro. That was unheard. I mean, that was uncalled. For. I mean, that was unheard of. I mean, some guys were able to do it like Michael Irvin, but I mean, it took a special guy to be able to do that type of stuff. And it, it's become more of, you know, they sell these kids in, the, in recruiting. Um, you know, you're going to come in and start, and, you know, they go after the stars, five stars, four stars. And half these kids, they get there, and, and if it doesn't work their way, they want to get in the transfer portal. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's uh, hard, man. It it's, it really is hard to, to, day, and to with today's kids to, to have more teams. You know, you look at um, what, you know, this being Manny's first year, you know, yes, he was there before, but, you know, being the head coach, it's a little different. And, you know, he's trying to, to manage this thing. He's trying to get it all together. These kids, staff, everything around it, he's trying to find the right perfect match to make this thing go. And sometimes it doesn't work automatically in the beginning. I mean, you know, I, I heard Roe. And sorry about cutting you off, bro, man. You that was a great call you had going on there and you were doing a great job. You showed really showed a lot of passion for the program. Um, you know, when 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 um uh, when my man at LSU, Coach O'Geron, they lost to Troy. I mean, it happens and you have to build from that, you know. I I text Manny after the game and I just said, Hey man, that was tough to watch, but I know you can get it right. I know you can and we have faith in you, bro. Let's go. You know, and that's it, it happens, man. So, you know, th- this program, I, you know, it got a lot of things going on. You know, we got the turnover chain, and we got the touchdown rings, and all that flash, all that stuff. That's cool, but you got to win ball games. You got to win ball games as well. See, and you can't lose the teams that you're supposed to beat.
0: So you've been you've worked on multiple coaching staffs now. Um, mm-hmm. You've worked mm-hmm. you've worked for Mark Stoops. You've you, you've worked for Bobby mm-hmm. Petrino. Um, mm-hmm. When you were at Western Kentucky, well, you worked for Petrino yeah. there as well. Um, yeah. So, like, what's the difference between being a head coach and being an assistant coach? And why do so many guys that are good assistant coaches flame out as head coaches?
4: It's, it's, uh, uh, it's different. you got to build the right staff around you. you got to have people that you, that you can trust that are going to work. Um, you got to have recruiters. You got to have all these key components, um, on your staff. You, hopefully you have guys that are good coaches and recruiters, uh, instead of a guy that's a coach and not a good recruiter. And you got, you have to, it it takes, sometimes it takes a while for, for staff to mesh. Um, you know, sometimes you have to make tough decisions. You might hire a friend, friend doesn't work out. You have to fire, you know, and, and, you know, it adds more care. Sometimes it adds character to your program. Um, you got to build uh, – there's just a lot that goes into being a head coach. And, you know, some guys can do it and and be play callers. Some guys have to just be able to manage and, and go, okay, I'm going to delegate. Uh, you're the you're the running back coach. I want you to coach the running backs. You're this. And they leave it up to everybody else, but they oversee things. Uh, this is his first time being a head coach. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure that sometimes he has a lot of sleepless nights because uh, – You know, now you're getting the phone calls. You know, before you were making the phone calls to the head coach. Now you're getting the phone calls, and you have to make tough decisions. And there's a lot that goes along with with, with being a head guy.
0: You know, I totally agree with you, the way you describe what you need on a staff. But what if if a coach doesn't have – and, you know, I'm kind of talking about the situation that I feel that Manny was in. In December, and mm-hmm. and but you know I don't want to ask you to comment specifically on Manny, but what right. what if a coach doesn't have the the I don't know if juice is the right word or mm-hmm. the credibility, or credentials, or muscle, whatever word you want to use to hire those kind of dudes? I mean, those kind of dudes that are great coaches and great recruiters are in extremely high demand in college football, Lamar. You know that. And, you know, they're not going to just go work. They're not going to go work for somebody that they think they're better than. That's the best way to describe it. So you get a guy – Yeah, go ahead.
4: Sometimes head coaches don't want guys – sometimes they don't want guys like that. They don't want Mm. guys that know more than them. Sometimes it goes the opposite way. You know, they don't want guys that have gray hair. They want guys that are young, ambitious – they don't want guys that, that that know what they're going through and, and could somehow pinagle their way in the back door sometimes, you know. So it's about it's a – because the bottom line on a stab, you got to have guys that have your back, that you can trust when you're not there and that are all working towards winning for the program. Not winning to move on, but winning for the program. you got to have guys that aren't going to stab you in the back and go to the alumni and go, hey, man, this guy doesn't like anything. This guy doesn't like the past. This guy is all about, you know, keeping guys out the door. You don't want that. So it takes. Sometimes it takes a while to to get the perfect mesh on your staff, uh, whether old, new. You got to have that chemistry because let me tell you something. As players, you feed off a staff that 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 jails. You can feed off a staff that 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 there are no weak spots. You can feed off that because you see it. You feel it. You know, when you see a coach that, that you know, as a player, you see a coach that you know probably holding his weight and he's probably getting treated down, taught by the head coach or down, taught by the coordinator, it's hard to, to do what that guy says because usually he's not the one even telling you what to do. The coordinator or the head coach is telling you what to do. So he's being – kind of passed over i mean it's 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 for a new guy for a guy to be in his first job having that head coaching duties it takes a while to find the perfect mesh in this whole ball game
0: lamar when you played you were as flamboyant as as passionate of a football player as I think I've ever seen in my, or, or you're, you're right there next to Michael. Uh, <laughs> you know, in, in terms of the flamboyance on the football field, the passion you brought to the game, uh, the way you demonstrated it on game day. So the other night, we're down 13 nothing to FIU, and mm-hmm. celeb- celebration is rewarded right now in the football program and Mm -hmm. things like dancing on the sidelines and stuff like that. I think they actually grade it, believe it or not. So you've got this freshman off uh, defensive lineman, Jalar Holly, who has become Mm -hmm. the the, the greatest sideline uh, juice machine that exists in college football. He's been on sports center. He's gone viral on social media. um, You know, yada, yada, yada. I'm sure you've seen it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, okay, so losing the f i u thirteen nothing the other night,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's on the sideline doing his thing like dan- dancing like a maniac gets captured on t v <laughs> people okay. um people start cutting it up there it goes all over Twitter. I saw one post on Twitter that had one point two million views t- today um it, 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 it goes viral. This, you know, this freshman defensive right. line at Miami who's dancing on the sidelines when you're losing thirteen nothing to FIU. Okay, right. Is there a time and a place for that? Um, d- 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 you know you you were you were a flamboyant guy, you, you, but but you backed right. it up with perfor- with performance on the field. It, it's like, right. what are your thoughts on that? And um. Is there a time and a place? Can there be a time and a place if you're condoning it as a normal way of doing business? All
4: right. Well, first, let me let me tackle the flamboy- flamboyant thing. Um, <laughs> I, I might have been a little. Bit, I think I might have been a little misunderstood. Yeah. You know, I I did a lot of stuff because I felt like um, I wanted my teammates. I wanted my teammates to respect me. I wanted to make big plays because I wanted I wanted to be the guy that at the end of the game and say throw the LT, you know, and a lot of times I felt like it was it it was getting my teammates hyped up in in certain situations. Um and 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 it also gave me one of those things where I said if I'm gonna walk this walk, I got to talk the talk or whatever talk the talk, I got to walk the walk. Yeah. I I I I have to be I have to make sure I can't, you know, fall backwards. If I'm gonna throw it out there, I gotta, I gotta play my all. I gotta give it. I gotta give it everything I have. I gotta, um, you know. So, you know, I, I, I was very, I fell short of being Michael Irvin, <laughs> um, but I, I, I had a great time. I, I, I had a lot of fun playing ball. I wanted people to see that, that we were having fun, um, we were enjoying it, and it, it was, it was great. And I guess. If, if they want to look at it as flamboyant, um, then I guess so be it. But I, I just know for me personally, um, I, I I did it because I wanted my teammates to 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 love me, and I I wanted my my um, I wanted people to know that we were having fun, you know, and we we were just doing what we did. Um, now onto the kid, and that's 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 a tough one because it, you know it it was it, it had been allowed. You know when 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 we won the games, it was it was great. It was cool. Yep. Um, you know, and then unfortunately we lost this game uh, to a team that we shouldn't have lost to. Um, that played best game they could play, and you know now it it it, it everybody's looking bad. The sideline, the, they're at they're talking about the coaches and they're talking about the kids, and it's just unfortunate for them. Now, you know it's kind of like for me in the turtle turnover chain, it, it's, it's kind of like that. It's like, um, I always wanted to say it should be a clause in the turnover chain. If we're getting our butts kicked or we're down, it can't come out. It only can come out when we're up, you know what I mean? Or, or you, touchdown reason, It only can come up when we get the lead, because when you do it, when we're losing, you know, it, it kind of takes from, takes from what it what it's supposed to be. So, um, I feel bad for the kid. I feel because it, it, it's been allowed, it's been welcomed on this island. Look, look to me, um, and now we lose the game. Everybody's getting um, kicked in the head about it. Manny's getting kicked in the head. The, the whole island, the get back coaches getting kicked in the head. The kids getting kicked in the head. It's, it's just very unfortunate because again we lost the game. we were down thirteen and nothing. You know, maybe may, you never know. Maybe someone said, "Hey, let's get us fired up, bro. Let's get let's get this dance going. Let's see what we can do." Um, obviously we fell short. So, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it
10: went.
0: There um, there was some conversation this week about arrogance and mm. uh, that maybe some of the players are a little too arrogant and they got caught, you know, in, in, in mm. this situation. And at his press conference on Tuesday, Manny was asked a question that I thought was pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. he, he was asked that if the coaching staff – is behaving in an arrogant fashion. And Mm -hmm. these guys do. They're all over social media. Um, Mm -hmm. Every commit is trumpeted with constant posts and and Mm -hmm. New Miami and, and, you know, there there is braggadocious of a coaching staff as there is in college football. They believe in the use of social Mm -hmm. media. It comes across as arrogant at times. So Mm -hmm. the question was asked of Manny, if the coaching staff is behaving in an arrogant manner, doesn't that kind of encourage the team to act in an arrogant manner? And what did he say? Um, he kind of walked around it. He didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to look up the exact quote, which I'll try to do you know, real quick for, right now. For for, Go ahead.
4: for in re- in recruiting, you know. Since we don't have, we we can't compete with Georgia, we can't compete with LSU, we can't compete with Alabama, we can't compete with some of these other schools. We don't. We're just now getting sofa center. You know, um, LSU is throwing away more stuff than we have. Mm-hmm. So, they're we. I think what our coaches staff is trying to do is find a niche. You know, it's not about being arrogant because guess what? You got to do this in today's society. You have to. If you don't stroke these kids, you're not going to get them. I've had I have, I've had a kid tell me one time, Coach, I can't come to visit because you don't talk to me that as much as the, the coach from Florida does. He talk. He calls me every day. He texts me every day around three thirty. I said three thirty. They practice at three thirty. That's not even him. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to stroke them. You got to be able to. You got to find a niche in recruiting. And if it's being arrogant or whatever, I, I don't know if I call it being arrogant. It's just you got to have some type of propaganda for these kids. You got to have these uh, these great pictures of them. You got to put all this stuff out there. You got to put them on the boat, picture on the boat. You got you to gotta do all this stuff to figure out a way to get. This is not the Miami of the old. Kids are not coming to Miami because of Miami, the winning. We've had some years where, we ain't won what we're supposed to win, so they're not coming for that. They're not coming for the you on the helmet no more. So you got to find a, a niche. We don't again. Listen, if if a kid goes to visit um one of these other schools and then comes to visit Miami, they don't going to see that it, it's it's a difference. I mean, we do have the city of Miami, gave Gables. We have all the Grove. We got all this stuff. But these guys have, even Kentucky's, Kentucky's state-of-the-art facility compared to Miami. I mean, we don't have that stuff. We're behind, and it's, we're private school. Now, we won. You know why we won? Because we had guys going there for the right reason. We had guys coming to the University of Miami, not because of what we had. We came because we wanted to work together and win. So, we found every way possible when we went on the road or we played you to find something to push the button to try to kick your head in. We go to another school and say, "Look at these motherfuckers here. They got this good facility, and we got that crap back at the school. Let's beat their heads in." So we're, we're we're behind now. We don't. I mean, thank you for Miss Sofer and what they what they're able to build this facility. I mean, think about that. We won national championship. We we we've had some. Okay years, but we had it without a – everybody else has an indoor. We missed practice because of rain. We got to go practice in the mornings because of rain. And so now we're, we're catching up in a way, but guess what? Those other schools are still pulling the weight. So you got to find a niche in recruiting to get these kids' attention because we haven't won. you know, um, now the, the parents of these kids, they know more about Miami than we do. Than, than the kids that are coming to Miami because they grew mm-hmm. up they grew up seeing what we were back then so but but they're more impressed with I think they're probably more impressed than the kids are so you got to find something I mean we it, it's 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 just unfortunate for the program it's not what it used to be and you know I hate when we start winning some games everybody's talking about we're back no we won't ever be back to that. That was a time and a place and an era that things were different. We didn't have people throwing money bags at kids like they are now because it's going on in college coaching. They're throwing money bags at kids. So we ain't got that type of money to be throwing around. We got to spend it on the facility. We got to spend it on, 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 on what you know, being a private school, we got private donations. These other schools got state money where they kicking in they you donate eight million, they kicks in another eight million. Our eight million is our eight million. They're eight million and sixteen million.
2: Mm-hmm. You
4: know, it's it's tough, man. It's it is a tough sale for University of Miami right now to keep. And they've done a, a an awesome job, but you know a lot of these kids are using Miami to get other offers. They're using Miami to get other offers, cause you know the money bag comes in and they're gone. I mean, some cheating still going on out there now. Oh, you
0: on. think? Don't don't, don't don't
4: don't get it twisted now. It's a, you it's think? Some cheating going on out there. Oh man. <laughs> so you you th- you think a kid that grows up poor, living wherever, a lot of kids, there's some kids suffering, parents all of a sudden that bag gets dropped. Yeah, they love Miami, but they don't love them that much. You know? That's um, the
0: problem, Lamar. That's the problem. I've been saying that all along. Yeah. The problem isn't that people are cheating with these kids. The problem is that they don't love Miami enough to say no.
11: Correct, correct, correct. And, and that's what honest.
0: has to change. That's what has to change. And um, yeah. you know, I might as well ask you about that. You know, can an assistant coach build a relationship with a kid and his family that would supersede that money? And that's
4: what, you know, that's what it's all about. You got to be able to get in there and do a good job in this recruiting. I mean, you know, um, for example, Lamar Jackson, man, I, I had to get in there and do a great job with Felicia because I was so afraid of some other schools, I'm not going to mention their names, being able to, to, to uh in the middle of the night, come by and knock on the door and say, now you have a job at the bank because of the
0: resources. Mm-hmm. I had to build a relationship <laughs> with with. With Felicia's <laughs> mom. But, so, yes. For the people that don't know, just to to let let them know, you recruited Lamar Jackson to Louisville. That was you. Yes, I did. Yes,
12: yes
0: so, sir. so so you know so you're saying you had to build a relationship with his mom.
4: Yes, I had to. You know, um, the one great thing about uh, I love about Coach Petrino he taught me a lot about recruiting. There's a lot of things that you have to know. You know, you have to um, pinpoint the person in the, in the, in their life that's gonna in the kid's life that's gonna help them make the decisions. are certain ways you you when you go in and sit down with kids, you you read certain uh, body languages. You know how you sit, how they sit. You know who you're talking to, and it was it was great, man, it, it for him to teach me that and about relationships with people. Um, you know, and I was I was in comfortable grounds. Dealing with South Florida With people in South Florida Because One They knew me The parents knew me So Most of them wanted to sit down And talk to me anyway You know So It it was great It was uh, But you know You you have to You have to be able to build relationships With these parents That they understand And they trust you That you're going to do the right thing By their kid When their kid has problems You know It uh, The but one of the issues today is that you make promises during recruiting, <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's hard to fulfill those promises. You know, I got mm-hmm. very fortunate with Lamar. Everything I said happened the way it did. I told him that he would win the starting job at the University of Louisville. I ran down all, all three of the competitors that he had and told him what their weak points were, and I told him there's no way you can't come in here and be a starter, and it worked out for him. It really worked out for him, so I got I got very fortunate. But when you sell a kid and you tell him that, you know, and it doesn't go right for him, with in today's society they hit the transfer portal so fast. Mm-hmm. They ain't waiting around. They ain't waiting around to, to hear the excuses of why it didn't work. So, um, you know, it, it's it's the, college football is an animal right now. It, it, it's a it's a true beast right now
0: yeah it really is and but you know i've always i've said this very consistently and people love to argue with me about it uh but i feel this passionately like we we all know that there's tons of cheating in college football but to Mm -hmm. me the responsibility as it pertains to the university of miami football program is Mm -hmm. you have to have the people in the building that have the tool Mm -hmm. set to go out and build the kind Mm -hmm. of relationships that you are speaking about that allowed Mm -hmm. you to recruit lamar jackson and, and, and you have to build relationships that will trump that, that will make the parents feel like they do not need to prostitute their children to a university right. because they are all about the University of Miami. That is what has gotten totally lost, Lamar, in South Florida. The South Florida football community has turned on this program. The best players are leaving in unison and it's a huge problem because Miami does not have the elite players on its roster that it needs to get itself out of Dodge when they show up and they're not really ready to play against FIU, against Georgia Tech, against Virginia Tech. It, you know, and that's the problem they have, and that's why they're losing all these games. And, and uh, until they get the right combination of people in the building, whether it's with Manny Diaz as the head coach or not, it's. I don't think it's going to change, and and and. Um, but I think anybody that thinks that relationships can't trump bags, I think is kidding themselves.
4: Yeah, you know, it goes back again to what what I said earlier. I mean, you know, for him that being his first head coaching job, it it's about it goes by trial and error sometimes. You know, you you sometimes you have to make changes. Um, uh, not just on the staff, just all around the building. You know, sometimes. Mm-hmm hard changes have to be made because you have to Ryan, find the perfect mesh of you know and you got to think a lot of a lot of people have come to Miami um a lot of coaches have come to Miami and use Miami as a stepping stone you know they you know you're going on the days of guys that want to be there 16 20 years you know the art keyholes and the, you know stallions and you know people that just Love Miami, they wanted to be there. they wanted to be at Miami. They wanted to coach there. They didn't want to coach anywhere else. They wanted to be there to and you know unfortunately, you got to find um people in the building, people in the building that are going to put that time in and say, "This is where I want to be. this is what I want to do, and I'm going to present myself when I go out uh in the community um to these parents that I want to be here for a while. And that's that's part of coaching. I mean, that's you know, um, you know, when I was at Louisville, man, I I I put my heart on the line for them. you know. But at the end of the day, I had to leave, but I put my heart out there in recruiting because I I felt like I I wanted those guys that I brought up there to South from South Florida to understand that I really felt like it was a place for them to be able to excel. I felt like it was a good environment for them. There had been. Um, there there have been successful people that have come from South Florida and gone to school up there. So I had a, I had a I had a railroad. I had a, I had some uh thanks to Clint Hurt and College Charlie, Charlie Strong, I had uh, proof that it could happen. So I I put it out there now. One of the hardest things was being able to go and tell those parents that I now was leaving. But I had to explain why. And they all understood why I was going down the road. You know, they understood when I explained to them. I said, look, I'm an hour away. If I need to go over there and put my foot in this tail, I will. I'm an hour mm-hmm. away. You know, I went from Louisville to Kentucky,
0: just so people who don't know. I went
4: from Louisville to Kentucky. And, yep. um, you know, um, and when you're sincere about recruiting and you really – you sit down with these parents and they, they trust you and they believe in you, then, you know, they'll – sometimes it it can trump the bag when they when they really truly believe that you're going to do what's best for their child and put them in a the situation to be successful um in life not just on the football field but in life
0: Lamar we were told that we were going to Hallowed Ground on Saturday night <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I I I grew up at the Orange Bowl. I I, I went to oh, the Super oh. Bowl back in '69 as an eight-year-old kid. I yeah. you know I I I went to every Miami Dolphin game as a child. I went to every Hurricane game as a child. I went to the to Miami Toros soccer games at the Orange Bowl. I saw Michael Jackson's Thriller concert at the at the Orange Bowl. Hey. The Madonna at the Orange Bowl. I lived at the Orange Bowl, Lamar. Right, but. You know, And obviously all the Canes games all these years and all the great wins and every game you played there and everything else. So when I pulled up the other night – and I had been to a Marlins game, so I had been there before I knew what it looked like and everything. But I didn't feel like I was going to any hallowed ground. I mean I pulled into a concrete parking garage where those old grass fields used to be. Um, Right the old tunnel that, everybody, that we all used to walk through leaving the locker room, that old crummy, yep. that was the worst lock. Can you imagine that locker room existing today? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a horror show. Okay. But it yeah. was part of what yeah. made the place so great, you know, and yeah. like yeah. I, yeah. that was no hallowed ground that we went to the other night. How did you feel going out there?
4: Um, you know, pulling up in that parking garage, I was like this is different. <laughs> this is you know this is this is different. Um and then walking um through the stadium I just kept looking at it going, wow, this is the orange bowl. I mean this is obviously not the orange bowl, but this is you know and I and when I got inside, I was like this feels weird. It felt weird to me. It really felt it it just felt weird. I I to look, you know, I was where I could see I was like straight I could see uh from end zone to end zone so um it just it felt very different to me it it, it didn't feel like obviously the orange bowl it didn't um it, and it wasn't you know it was arlan field with the with 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 people standing up in uh up top and it was just a different feel and I'm looking to see how is this configuration where is that, where's the where's the uh uh, home run poles. Where's the home plate? Where's the pitcher mound? I'm trying to figure all this out, and uh, it it was different. It was not um, it was not the Orange Bowl for sure. It was I missed the open end zone, looking at the Jets fly by the palm trees, you know the old scoreboard, um, with no instant replay, you know all those great things. The the poles. I missed the polls where people were peeking from behind the poles because they couldn't see. You know, mm-hmm. I missed that. I missed looking up. I missed the overhang. You know, um, there were things that it, it, it was just missing. It was, um, it it it, ain't, it wasn't it wasn't my stadium.
0: And on top of it, the Canes did not look like the Canes.
4: <laughs> top of that, long night. Long
0: night. Like it was it was yeah.
4: a long night. I I didn't sleep. I um I actually stayed up. Uh, I had a six a.m. flight. There was no sense in sleeping, so I went. And got me something to eat And I, I, people recognized me But they knew not to come over and say anything Because I was not in the best of moods. I mm-hmm. was not in the best of mood. I sat by myself and I kind of just stared At the TV at the sports bar Just staring Saying did I just see that Did we just lose to Florida International University and Butch Davis?" And You know some great guys on that staff over there A lot of guys I know um, You know Aubrey Hill you know, Ice Jr., um, you know, there's a lot of
0: great guys over there. Kennard Lang uh, and Damian Lewis are Kynard, coaching their Lange, defensive line. Damon,
4: yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great, you know, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of connections, but I still couldn't believe it happened that way, and it was disappointing. But I, I, I truly have faith in, in Manny, man. I, I think that, that um, you know, we have him. You know, hopefully we're not, like, dumb like, like Florida State and just a man after a year and a half. I mean, he, you you don't think Jimbo left for money and knowing that it was a dumpster fire over there? He got out of there. He knew that. Yeah. I, mean, it, it seems, I threw a, you know, I
0: threw out a plan. I threw out a, a crazy plan tonight, Lamar, that they should bring Highsmith in as a general, a football general manager to help Blake. That they should bring Mike Leach in from Washington State to k- generate excitement and, and and bring an offense that fits Miami football and that they should um, they're going to pay him anyway. So get, yeah. put Manny back to doing what the Manny does best. And that's coaching defense. And uh, I know it's radical, but you know, I used the example of Ohio state in 2012 when they gave Luke Fickel a one year tryout mm-hmm. as a head coach. He, he was their DC and it didn't work. They went six and seven. They, they they talked him into going back to be defensive coordinator. They brought in Urban Meyer as the head coach. They went twelve and zero the next year, Lamar, and then two years later they won the national title. So I went a little radical on everybody tonight, and I threw yeah. that out as a as a plan that that I thought was the best plan. I, I just I don't think they can afford. It, it, you can't afford to gamble I was about, anymore. Like,
4: well, I, I, I was just about to say, you said the word afford. That's a big word dealing with the University of Miami.
0: We can't, yeah, this is not, not a lab experiment.
4: Yeah, this this is not Florida State where they can find somebody, give them twenty million and all that other stuff. I mean, this is or, or sell some buildings. I don't know what they did to, to, to get that money, but we we got issues with that. That money needs to go towards other things that that help the program. Um, so we we, we just spent four or five
0: million dollars to buy out Temple's to keep Manny here, who had never been a head coach, never won anything as an assistant, never recruited anybody of any significance. And I don't expect you to comment on this because I'm hoping one day you end up on the coaching staff at Miami. Um, But, you know, it's just Miami doesn't need to be a lab experiment like this.
4: No, no, you just, you know, jump, jump behind him and, and just, you know, yeah, it happened. We, you know, it's nothing we can do about it now you know but we all have to learn from it. he has to learn from him, which i know he's probably you know he's probably you know it's it's hard on him i i can only
0: imagine oh there's no doubt you know he having, he, he grew up in Miami to, Lamar
4: yeah, his dad
0: was the mayor of the city
4: having to do that press conference after that game that had to be one of the toughest things he's had
0: to do so oh, i i know, couldn't imagine my, my dad my dad being the mayor of Miami for all those years and now I'm like the demon of the the town. Like I just lost to FIU. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, that well, had to be, that had to be brutal.
4: Like, like, you know, we, we, if we can go out and, and, and beat Duke and, and go to a bowl game and, and, uh, and do well. And, you know, you rebuild, you, you, tool, you tool some things up, you, you know, you, you figure some things out and come in this next year and, and, Get an opportunity to win some ball games. I mean, that's that's the best way you look at. It. You know, all these people talking about firing this person and firing that person. Nah, man.
0: Nah, it's we can't be. We can't. We can't
4: do that after
0: freaking one year. You can't do that. Can we re? Reas- can we reassign though? Can we reassign? <laughs> I like I mean, my plan, got- <laughs> Lamar. I have visions. I see, Mike, I see Mike Leach bringing that crazy offense here with all the speed and talent in South Florida. I see Lamar Thomas coaching those crazy wide receivers. Oh. I see Manny Diaz running the defense. I see Ed Reed on the defensive coaching staff like he wants to be. <laughs> I mean, I see so many things that I think could very quickly turn this dang thing around. High Smith working inside. He's spent 20 years in personnel in the National Football League. He knows yeah. what a football player yeah. is supposed to look like. He could change the protocols yeah. of how they recruit uh, and, and, and bring that up to speed. That's what made Butch Davis so successful. He brought NFL personnel criteria to college football. And, 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 yeah. and, and, he, and, and he translated it into recruiting. And he, he took kids like Reggie Wayne and Ed Reed that fit the criteria that he was looking for and, and, and turned them into superstar players. You know, I, I, you know, I mean, that's what made him so great was the, the way he recruited and, and the criteria.
4: Yeah, I mean, but again, this is Manny's first opportunity to be a head coach, man. This is, it, it wasn't going to. I, I didn't expect it to be smooth. I mean, this, I mean, I didn't expect it to be without, you know, um, things happening.
0: It's unavoidable. Uh, this
4: is his first job. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, you look at Randy Shannon gets a job. His first head coaching job at his alma mater, I mean, come on man it's it's hard he he told me himself he said, man, that was so hard
0: I you wish to do I, so
4: well, you to I was do just gonna so say well. i i wish he
0: had gone to temple and cut his teeth there and and gone yeah. through all this learning that he has to go through there
4: in front of your it would have been in front of your yeah. home people it. it's so and that's what Randy said, you know in front of your home crowd, you've got to cut your teeth, and there's going to be lumps and bumps and People yep. know you so well, and they know your past, and they know everything about. I mean, it's hard. And so and Randy had you know, no resources. Every, no, no, and he had he, some. He had a couple. He had a couple snakes on his staff. You know, and so you it, it's yep. hard. You you try to hire the right people. You think you have the right people, but people are cutting you cutting their cutting your back out from under you, and they're not in it to win it. They're in it to move on. You know, it is it is hard being a head coach. It's hard. In college athletics, and you know, like I, um, you know, I, I'm really still really good friends with Coach Stoops. I don't know why he made the the change at Kentucky, but you know what? I respected it. I thought I was doing a great job. I thought, you know, I I actually at the time I could not get a kid from Day County to go to University of Kentucky, but you know, like I explained to him, I said, "Tell me one kid that has." Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a miracle worker. But you have me in in Miami where I was recruiting, Eddie, Eddie um, Grant had, uh, he had uh, Broward and Palm Beach, which I think are a little easier to recruit than Dade County. You know, Mm -hmm. Dade is about trust. You know, you got to, they got to trust you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he, we made a decision. He went with a guy he knew uh, that he had coached with. And, you know, I I can only respect him for it because you got to find the perfect mix on your staff. You gotta have people that you trust, and they trust you, and and you're all working together for one common goal. And you know, I don't know Manny's staff. Um, I know I do know maybe one or two guys on the staff. I've had a conversation with Manny before. You know, one of the, one of the greatest things Manny said to me was, you know, when I I came down to the um, Paradise camp, and him and I talked about when he set out a year at, at Texas. He said you know, he told me keep my head up and it was all going to work out for me. He said one of the greatest things that happened for him was sitting out that year because he got to spend time with his family. And I tell you, um, I have three little girls and it's been heaven sent to be able to spend time with my, my little girls. I have a one year old, a three year old, and a four year old. So, you know, it's, it's been great. You know, now it's time to get back to work and I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. Um, But that was a great conversation. I needed that at the time. So I appreciated that. So I've, I've always been a big fan of his. So, I think for him, you know, he's going to have to figure it out. He's going to have some hard conversations with with everybody in that building. And I'm sure somehow, some way, he's going to get it right. There's going to be some changes. You know, some people might get butt hurt. Some people might not. It's going to be some type of changes, whether it's from the janitor on up. It has to be some type of changes for you to feel comfortable in that building and for everything to go right and for the kids to respect everything that's going on right and for them to understand and and to get it right, I mean, because it's definitely. Yeah, I just
0: hope I just hope I see the day again, Lamar, when my, the Miami football program is not a it's not a lab, it's not it's not the science lab, you know. It, yeah. It's I I hope I see it again. I really do. It's been a long 15 years. Before I let you go, t- tell us about recruiting in Dade County, and 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 and, and what it's like, and you know <laughs> why Miami's having such a hard time recruiting in Dade County.
4: Man, it's um it's tough to recruit down there. You have to you have to you have to know you have to know the right people to talk to, you know. Um you know, you can go to a certain school and certain schools and if they don't know you they won't they they you sit out there in that lobby for a second. You know, um you gotta know the right you gotta build relationship with coaches. A lot of people don't understand that. Miami is about building relationships.
9: You got to mm-hmm. go sit
4: down sometimes at schools that don't even have players and talk to the coach.
9: Mm-hmm. And he
4: has to know that. And and so hopefully in like two years, he might get a player, but you go by there anyway to talk to him. You just can't come in and say, hey, hey coach, let me get that prospect list. All right, you don't really have no players, so I'm going to come back when you get some. No, that ain't happening. Not in Miami. Mm-hmm. Those, those mm-hmm. high school coaches will not open that door for you again. Um, you, you You have to build relationships with people. And, you know, that's what – that's what it's supposed to be about. When you go in, I was a high school coach, so I, when, when college coaches would come in, I would talk to them because I wanted to know about college coaching. And I, I appreciated those guys that sat down and talked to me, and we talked football. They weren't in a rush. They didn't come in and go, hey, man, I got to visit three more schools, man. I, I don't have time to sit down. But next time, you know, um, sometimes you got to sit there and take your shoes off and just sit down and rap with them. And just you know, 'cause because it's it's tough to recruit. Um, they and again the coaches gotta know you. They got to I mean, to walk in and I remember walking in the northwestern and um um uh, one of the one of the uh persons at the school told me, you know, uh, your head coach has to come through this door too. We knew Charlie Strong. We trusted Charlie Strong, but your head coach has to come through this door at some point. Mhm. Yeah, we love you, but we got to know about that head coach too.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, so it it, it it that's I mean, it it's about trust down there because you know there are all, all a lot of places, other places that that are recruiting Miami, and there's some schools that don't recruit South uh, Miami. They will not recruit Miami. They just said, Nah, we're good. We don't we don't deal with that. I've had a coach on the road. I was up in West Palm one time, and uh, I said, Hey, coach, I got this kid down at um, Roosevelt Prep. Uh, he's a great. Your program he said no we don't we don't do Dade County and I thought to myself That's why you'd be two and two and (laughs) Ten That's right (laughs) yeah But yeah it's it's, it's a tough environment And uh, it's A lot of great players down there Um, You know um, I love Going down there I love being around uh, The the coaches and uh, They're really passionate about the game Um, The coaches are um, the players are they, they want to be great, and uh, that's
0: that's what makes Miami Miami. Yeah. All right, Lamar. Well, on on behalf of all the the fans listening tonight, I I just want I want to thank you for giving us your time, amazing insight as always, and uh, I really miss doing those shows with you every week. I'll tell you. Oh yeah,
2: we had, uh, we had I, fun. I, I, baby. We had
0: fun. We really did. We really did. I know you're not going to do Kane Sport Live every week, but I hope that the uh, next time that you do come on the show, that it's a, a happier time. For the Miami Hurricanes, well, and uh, I, I hope so. Too. Looking, I, I really looking do. forward to see where your next uh, coaching job is going to be, and um, yeah. obviously, you know, wish you nothing but the best.
4: I appreciate it. this. This January, you know, at um, the coach convention, so I'll go there and try to sell my skills, and you know, hopefully, something will pop up. And I hope so. Um, but I, I want the Canes fans to understand, man. This, this is a program that's been built, and you know, unfortunately. You know, we've had some years where they haven't been the best. But you got to give Manny a, an opportunity and his staff um, to get it right. Um, you know, if for, if you thought this year was going to be a, a cakewalk, then you were sad and mistaken. Sometimes you can't believe all the hype. You just got to go on what you see and what you know. And let it was a schedule. The up and, yeah, the schedule. the schedule was so <laughs> <Yeah>. soft. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but but it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen right. But we got to trust this process and, um, you know, Blake and, and the rest of that uh, athletic department. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it together. And um, I want to see Miami back on track. And um, I'm always bleed on the green. But, if you know, if I have to play against Miami, if I have to coach against Miami, I got to win that game now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully before that happens, they'll get you on the staff here. Lamar, thank you, man. We'll talk soon.
4: Thank you so much. Go Canes, baby.
0: You got it, man. Bye-bye. So Lamar Thomas, the legend. Wow. What a great hour that was. Jeez. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that we weren't taking your phone calls in, in that hour, but I think uh, everybody that's listening to that would um, very happily defer. I, I, I mean, that was, one of, to me, one of the most epic hours in the history of Kane Sport Live. And he gave it to us straight. He was raw. I I pointed. I I agree with pretty much everything he said. Um, You saw him talk about the relationships and recruiting as a guy that's done it and had to build those relationships. And I am telling you guys that that is what's holding Miami back in South Florida recruiting. There's no relationships and um, they need to be rebuilt. And that's why I think it starts with bringing a guy like Alonzo Highsmith into the building who could help shepherd that because he will command respect in the South Florida football community. And um, that will help the coaches quite a bit. And he also can maybe help whether it's Manny Diaz or Mike Leach or Mario Cristobal or um, rule or anybody, whoever ends up occupying that head coaching office, you know, now and into the future um, can help them make sure they hire the right coaches and, you know, get this football program back coming because it can come back very, very quickly. All right, so let's go back to your calls. 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, we are going to pick up in the 916. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
7: Gary, yeah, how you doing, man? It's
0: Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? Talk to us.
7: Man, I had a quick question. What about um with Manny? Um, obviously, I think they don't go another year with him. What about um looking at um? You know, he'll be a, a really good option. I know he's an assistant, but just this whole uh, turnaround of, of of a defense and just overall control of a team uh, is Dave Aranda. Being an Ed mm-hmm. Orgeron, you know, a guy. You think that's a, yeah, an option? Of you're, not hi- no? you're not going
0: him. You're talking about as a head coach or as a defense coordinator. As a, he- as a head coach. You okay, well, coach you're, you're coach. doing you're just doing the same thing all over again. He's never been a head coach before.
7: Yeah, but I'm telling you, he, he, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, if you, if you said Why? Like, because I might, he's a good.
0: I know he's, he's a good defensive coordinator,
7: he, and he's a hell of a recruiter too. I mean you look at yes,
0: all the I I and, I no I I understand you know. but you want to hire another guy that has never been a head coach before that doesn't bring a track record into the job?
7: I get where I get where you're coming from. I I totally
0: get that. I respect what you I mean that's the that, mistake we made level. this time. You know, poor but, 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 poor Manny. I mean he's having to try to do this can't. job on the fly, you, man. It's impossible.
7: But you look you, but you look at Manny Diaz versus Dave Miranda. It and, and as far as the players that, that they bring in at LSU, there's no it, you can't compare those two. You can't. That's a totally different animal.
0: Well, you, you know, can't I would, I would, in terms of recru- <laughs> recruiting, Roland, and I agree with you, in terms of recruiting, no comparison. And that was one of the things that I think Blake really erred in, 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 in doing this in, in, in that Manny has never been a recruiter. And, you know, just is, that's just not his strength. His strength is playing a, a, a gambling, aggressive, wreak havoc Force turnovers, yeah. kind of defense. That's Manny Diaz's strength as a football coach. Um, another thing. You, in, oh, great. great. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Yeah. So another thing,
7: two things. Um, even when I was, when I watch the game, I looked at the uh, receivers at, um, was it, at Fiu. Those guys were just. I was like, damn, are they quicker than our guys? They're it, quicker. Just,
0: they were quicker. They, they they're were quick. they're little shifty track guys and that, they were quicker Miami than our guys. DBs. Like there is Roscoe no Paris. question about it, Roland.
7: That was like Roscoe Parrish. I'm like, Yes. I'm like,
0: you know, yeah, they they were quicker.
7: That, that's, that's Miami. That was what Miami brought. You. Small smaller guys, quick, shifty. And,
0: well, and we don't recruit was, those kind of we don't recruit those kind of receivers and I can't knock that. Um mm-hmm. but But on that day, in those matchups, because we're not real fast in the defensive backfield, it was glaring. So, what's crazy is we got to get faster in the defensive backfield. That's what needs to happen. You know, these DBs that we're playing with are not going to be high draft picks rolling. We got to get back to where we have first round guys that can run that are playing defensive back for Miami. Yeah, that's all.
7: And all all is, listen, the turn on the chain, that's, that's cool and all. The rings. I'm. Just, I don't. I'm tired. I don't want to see that chain. I don't want to see that ring. I don't want to see y'all dancing. I don't want to see. I just want to just you know just play. You know, go out and, and, and play. And, and and I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one thing. A friend of mine's, a buddy of mine's son, um, <laughs> uh, University of Georgia of them. Uh, they offered him 130 grand. Kid didn't go to to that to. Uga, he ended up going to another university. But they, they, the money that's getting dropped is stupid. It's crazy. L- LSU, they, they just dropped him. It's crazy the amount of money. So I don't know how you fight that. That's a tough battle, Gary. You to
0: well, did you hear what Lamar win. and I just talked about? That the way you fight it I is you that, have relationships. Yeah. Is with relationships. But that's where you have well, to get into the community. I mean, I'm a parent. Okay, I'm a, pa- I'm a parent, Roland, and I know some of these. Yeah. Things, if you, I, you know, I'm not poor. Yeah. I can't relate to what some of these people – you know, these families are going Agreed. through. I Agreed. can't relate to that. Okay. But I can tell you this. I could not imagine pimping out one of my kids. I, I couldn't you, imagine I, it.
7: I, I, I totally I totally agree with
0: I, you. I you couldn't that. even I, I couldn't it imagine perfect. it. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna sell but, one of my but, kids to a univer, to a university. But but, but, but Garrett I couldn't even imagine it, it Roland. Think, so so what I'm saying is
7: a single that's making fifteen, eighteen dollars an hour. Think about that from that perspective. Kids getting recruited by a, ma- a number of universities. They're, they're unable to pay, you know, just the necessities just to get by. And granted, a university that give a that mom eight a hundred grand, uh, eighty grand, whatever it may be. But think about the the larger picture. The university they'll keep the, they'll have the kid there for three years. They make millions off that kid. So $150,000, $180,000 is nothing. But well, the good
0: to thing to is bad. they're changing that's that. It. They're going to change – they're changing the system. They're going to let these kids make money while they're in school, and that's a big step forward. Yeah, yeah, but they – But but I'm just saying like, – so, so what I was getting at, at is like… I, what I'm getting at, rolling is I couldn't imagine pimping out one of my kids, and you know okay. the thing is, and I understand what you're saying. You know, it, it's easy for me to say I'm not the one sitting there. Mm-hmm. I can't pay the rent next week, and and mm-hmm. and all that. And man, that ten thousand or twenty thousand or thirty thousand or whatever the heck they're going to give me to get my kid to go to that school is going to be life changing for me, and it's going to you know allow me to pay my bills. I get I get I get all that. Um, but mm-hmm. you got to have a relationship with. They, yeah, I get it, but they got to have a that parent also needs to have a relationship with the University of Miami that to me trumps pimping out my kid. And I don't know whether that means that you know, it, it my kid going to Miami helps me get a better job. Uh, not, yep. as a, yep. not as not yep. as not as cheating. It's, I'm not talking about cheating. Yep. I'm not talking about a booster yep. dropping off a bag, but I'm talking yep. about. Oh, hey, you know, you know Mrs. Stevenson, uh, you, you, is, is that your son that's playing football at Miami? You know, mm-hmm. wow, he is a hell of a player. i love watching him. And then, you know, two days later, she gets the job she's interviewing for because he remembers that, that she's the mom of the kid playing for Miami. That's not cheating. Mm-hmm. That's not an NCAA violation. Uh, that's, yeah, the, that's, the local, that's the local community serving as a support yep. structure for the football program okay? I, I agree with that. That's, yeah. that's what we don't have here right now, Roland. Right. That's, that's, right. Been lost. that's been lost here. That needs to be mm-hmm. rebuilt. It, it, it needs to be rebuilt from the ground up, and that's why I think they need to get somebody like a Alonzo, Alonzo Highsmith in the building to start that process. He won't be the catch-all, the end-all, but he could start that process of rebuilding the relationship with, between the community and the University of Miami football program.
7: I agree 100%. It's just... Um, they, they, I don't know what the disconnect is, and and it, we they gotta get some recruiters, man. They gotta get guys that can just go, just be dogs, and just say, you know what, we got, they gotta just park their asses at these at these schools in South Florida, and really hunt and get these kids in, even if it's not that five star kid. But I I would I would it would trump that five star kid to have a, a two or three star kid that's coming from South Florida that wants to be there. I'm tired of all that dancing. I'm tired of. I just wanted to see. Just it's a process. I understand that, you know, Gary, and, and, and it takes time. But you got all the talent in, in South Florida, and Miami. They, they need to just. I mean, I understand Jacksonville and all those other areas, but they need to lock down South Florida. And then you've you, you been saying that for 15 years, and it's like the yep. same. They're, they're not going to do it until they
0: until they get those relationships right. They're not going to have a chance and right now like it's not it's not even it's not even 10% of where it needs to be rolling i mean i have never in my i've been around this program for over 40 years i have never seen it anywhere close to what it's like right now and somebody better start attacking it really soon or else all of us in tandem that are fans of this program, followers of this program, cover this program are going to continue to be living on this hard road that we're living on. You know, there's just yeah, no doubt in my yeah. mind about that. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for Appreciate being part of the me. show. Give us a call next yep. week, man. Yep. Talk to you yep. next time. You got it. Let's go to the 727. You're on Kane Sport Live. 727, you with us?
8: Yeah, I'm with you, Jerry. Who's this? Sorry, I had to take you speaker there. This is Jake from St. Pete.
0: What's up, Jake? Talk to us, man. What you got?
8: So, the um, oh, I was at that game. What a train wreck that was! Uh, I you know I I travel to watch Miami and uh, I just like it, it, it's it, 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 I I can't even describe how how just flat that team was, and you know I listening to Lamar Thomas there talking. What what is Manny doing to develop? leadership on this team that to me just seemed to be lacking um
0: can you develop that i don't know if you can develop that doesn't it have to be in gra- doesn't it have to be in the in in the makeup of the kid you can recruit it you can make sure yeah, you recruit I mean, kids that are leaders
8: that's you know but to me like it, 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 are they trying to identify these kids are they trying to don't do know. something about it? is it's just like it's embarrassing when when how do you not find the will like 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 Omar said how do you not find it within yourself to beat such an inferior opponent you know we we outsized those guys we're stronger than them bigger than them faster than them maybe not they did have uh, the, those receivers were kind of a, a what I thought the problem was, they, they, just, they owned that middle of the field. They were way too fast for Shaq and Pinckney. Uh, they were just eating those guys up all day long. And that was uh, clearly going after them. But, I mean, like the offensive line, how many times did they get blown up on third and one, fourth and one? Like, where's the pride? Where's, I didn't see any of the coaches on the sideline getting someone's face. It's just, uh, oh, my God, it's infuriating. So, I wanted to ask you, like, like with Lamar Thomas on there, and that you know, I, I was listening to a podcast uh, with uh, Brett Romberg, and he had McKinney on, and they were just, you know, they they were laughing between themselves with like how little pride these uh, these kids had, and like how you know they were joking around when they yeah. came up there on their own dime to coach them, and I'm like, that and, it's, that's, it's absolutely you know, like, stunning, yeah. I mean, I know I come on here and battle you about recruiting every week, and I do agree it does need to improve, no doubt about it. But to me, it, it, until until this team has any pride in itself, and I, I think they have no – you would have thought they were trying out for the Rockettes in the fourth quarter down 20, the way they were dancing on the sideline. You had 25 mm-hmm. guys lined up doing stupid dances when you're down 20 points. I, you have no dignity at that point. Like, mm-hmm. it's – you are being embarrassed on TV in front of you. that 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 crowd. That was 80% Miami fans. That, that wasn't yep. a home game for FIU. That was a Miami home game. You're in front of your home fans at the the old Orange Bowl, and and you're sitting there dancing, acting like fools. And on these penalties too. These clowns, Silvera, You know, <laughs> at the end of the game, we're, we're we're maybe gonna be able to try to pull something together, and then we have back-to-back or or on the same play, we have personal fouls. I mean, that's just, that's no discipline. I mean, to me, that's the Miami of old. These guys were disciplined. They had pride. They took care of it themselves. They didn't need a coach telling you, get ready for a game. And until that culture comes back, we're dead in the water. Recruiting, you can recruit all the five stars in the world if this attitude and culture doesn't change... This program's dead in the water, and I don't know if Manny can turn that around. I hope he he can. But is there any discussion about bringing old Canes back? Uh, You know, I mean, I actually I love your your. I loved your thing with Leach. Uh, you know, I, I, but I mean, I,
0: I think I love the idea playing, of Mike Mike of Leach working in tandem with Manny Diaz. Let Manny run the defense. Let Leach run the offense, and 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 put together so get some recruiters on the you know in there, and and bring Ed Reed back, and 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 let's go, man. That, let's go to me that's
2: gold. And, <laughs> that's, yeah, I it, I, but, and it, and it like can it, happen. I mean, it, that's fantasy. I'm not, like, I'm
0: not throwing anything out there that's crazy. Like everything I said tonight. Could happen in five minutes. Highsmith could be in the building. You're, Leach could be in the building. If you could just get Manny to go along with a do plan you think like that, Manny and,
8: could go along with that. I, I mean, he he, he might you, not. I, I'll I'll say it for you because you know you got to interview the guy and stuff like that. He probably wouldn't. He's got an ego. I I think that ego yeah. Well,
0: is, if you have so an ego, you, you got to be able to back up the ego, Jake. Well, that, you be that's able to just back. it.
8: Because then no, I mean, and that's the thing. I think that's leeching into the players. You know, at first I, I, I kind of liked it, but you know what I loved about Manny? The the, the, the thing, I was, I'm a huge man, or was, I, I, after this, I, I can't, I can't anymore. But I, what I loved that he did, the first thing he did when he took over, he bust them all to the Orange Bowl and made them, or the, not the Orange Bowl, but the Hard Rock, made them watch Duke while he, they were running. Or, yeah, that I worked, right? that was the Duke game.
0: That worked, that worked really well. We haven't lost to Duke you know, yet, but, think, you know, but, 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 you know, <laughs> no, no, but we lost to worse than Duke Saturday night.
8: I see a team regressing as the season goes along. Like, like not necessarily in terms of talent, because I think there's different guys clicking at any given point in time, but there's just the preparation of the entire team in its entirety. Like, you know, it's, no one's ever on the same page, because they're all just kind of working haphazardly. Uh, Mark Romeo Finley had probably his best game in the season. Mark Pope yeah, in the great. very few plays. He got he looked awesome.
0: Jeff he Thomas caught a pass me, the other night. Is, he 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 caught a pass the other night. It was like it was like strike up the band, let's have a parade. Uh, it, it's it's well, like there's, there's just something there's something wrong. Cancer. There's it, something wrong. Jeff Thomas there's something to me wrong. Is
8: stage four cancer. He's got to go. That that guy. I mean, I couldn't stand. He was out there almost the whole game, dogging it. And then you got Pope who got in, and he actually, you know, he did something with the – I mean, what, he was in there for, what, maybe 10 snaps the whole game? Had mm-hmm. two catches, did something. Thomas, what was he doing? Not blocking, slacking on routes. He, all he wants to do is run straight. He doesn't want to put any effort in. He's he's a bum.
0: Yeah. Um,
8: but I just – I don't know. But I, to me, like, I, I think what what this program needs, they need to get some of this old blood in there and 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 just start – A like uh, to me, I I would fire Stubblefield yesterday and hire Lamar Thomas because I think that's a guy who could own Dade recruiting. And truthfully, he can can help Dade recruiting,
0: and he 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 could go to to other pockets of the state and help too. I would love to see them get Lamar on the staff.
8: And like yeah, get Banda too. Get rid of him. What has he done? Hey I mean, Rump, he's coached up well, for
0: cornerbacks. but this, there's only one I problem. Mean, you say get rid of you say get rid of Banda. Band Banda's the most passionate recruiter on the staff. I mean they don't have too many of them.
13: Who's the, who's his get? Who's his big get?
0: Well, he doesn't win a lot, that's the problem, but he cares he cares about it. That's
8: <laughs> like, well, great, you know? Hey, hey, rah rah rah. Yeah, I lose every time, but uh but yeah, I'm always trying hard. Who cares? Yeah, like I you know. I know. Uh,
0: I, I, I know. I'm just telling you. Yeah,
8: everyone dogs on Rumpf, but hey, at least Rump's gotten a few uh, four-stars under his belt. Uh, and at least the guys he's getting, he's coaching up. Banda, I don't think he's really coaching up all that much. He's, you know, I don't know. He just, uh, I, I don't know. I, but to me, I just, I think we we've got all these old canes that, to me they can breathe some of that passion back into the program that's that to me is what it is missing more than anything i i just i can't stand this is the second game i you know, i i don't live in miami so i try to I travel the games it's like yeah you know, i mean i i'm i'm ready to drink the kool-aid as, as soon as anyone because i want more than anyone for this to be uh, I, I i was literally looking up when season tickets went on sale before uh that game. And, and then that, and I'm like, yeah, not happening. I'm not spending, i mean, I spend tons of money traveling to watch this team play. And it's like how much, I, I, I looked at the last time I saw Miami win, I go to about one game a year, uh, you know, and in the last 15, 20 years, I've probably been to about 20 games or so, 25 maybe. The last time I saw them win was in the Peach Bowl in 2005 mm-hmm. or four. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I went to this wow. one thinking this is a no brainer. How, how could I go wrong? <laughs> Finally, I'm going to go to the old Orange Bowl site. And it's just like, you know, they're, they're going to kill the program with this if they can't get this turned around. Because, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of guys like me where it's just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's not killing my bank account or anything to travel, but it's just not fun. I, I left that game physically ill. I didn't even drink, but I felt like I was hung over. I, I mean yeah, I had yeah, one beard. I, I literally felt like I was gonna vomit. It it was that bad.
0: Uh, I don't know. But uh yeah, hopefully all right, Jake. Uh, he's
8: gotta he's gotta shake something up. But yeah, hey, thanks for the good
0: great. Thanks show for calling take. in, man. Love it. We'll talk to you next yeah, we'll all talk right. to you next week, hopefully. Yep. yep. Bye bye. All right guys, I gotta take a quick second here because I wanna talk about one of my favorite restaurants in all of South Florida, a place that I always find time to visit, and that is Sicilian Oven. Um One of the best and rapidly expanding dining concepts in all of South Florida. And I don't have to tell you that there's hundreds of places all over town where you can go to eat, get great Italian food. In fact, I'm surprised that Lamar Thomas, when he left Marlins Park the other night and needed a place to just hang out and eat away his sorrows, didn't end up at Sicilian Oven. Um, Because there's no place quite like it with six locations throughout South Florida. There's a plantation location where I go for lunch all the time personally, and I uh, I eat their pizza lunch specials. Uh, food's always so phenomenal, and uh, I, I, I like to score some points with the wife back home, so I'll always bring her some Sicilian oven food, and uh, it always does a trick. And uh, she loves pizza, but nothing like she loves Sicilian oven pizza. And um, at Sicilian Oven, they offer a new way of dining with a philosophy – based on the best ingredients and flavor combinations mixed into a carefully designed menu uh, with recipes that have been handed down from generations through the DeSalvo and Garavuso families. It begins with those classic pizzas I was just talking about with traditional toppings and it expands to gourmet and select pizza combinations that are far removed from what you will find at the nearest corner. You love chicken wings? Sicilian Oven's wood-fired rings are marinated for 24 hours in Italian herbs and spices and served with caramelized onions. Sicilian Oven also offers a wide array of specialty dishes from eggplant, carponato and parmigiana to Mussels Mario, fire-roasted shrimp, palermo. They have soups, sandwiches, salads, pasta dishes. No matter what your taste, you will find something great at Sicilian Oven with those six locations throughout South Florida. The Plantation location at the Fountains Complex off University Drive. The Aventura location at 205th and Biscayne. The Lighthouse Point location inside the shops at Beacon Light. Coral Springs location on Sample Road at 101st. Uh, the Boca Raton location and that new location in, on Oakland Park Boulevard just west of Bayview and Fort Lauderdale where they have a full liquor bar. So get on over to your nearest Sicilian Oven restaurant and get ready to experience the next level in casual Italian dining. You can visit SicilianOven.com to find the nearest location to you. It's Sicilian Oven and SicilianOven.com. You will not only love the taste, you will taste the love. And uh, no better way to kind of recover from a tough loss like FIU, which is going to live, I think, with everybody for for many, many weeks here, regardless of what happens Saturday at Duke. A good way to just wash that out of your system is with food from Sicilian Oven. So I hope those of you that haven't tried it yet get out there real, real soon. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We've got about uh, 35 minutes or so left. Uh, I've got several of you to get on, so I, I ask you, please keep your, your thoughts pointed and concise, and uh, let's hear from everybody. Let's go to the 203. You're live on Cane Sport Live. Hi, Gary. Uh, How are you? Who's this? I'm uh, Bob. Hey, Bob, I remember uh, you. How you doing, man? You haven't been calling much this I'm year. A- yeah, well, I've been uh,
13: sort of holding my fire. And
0: if okay. You well, and you,
13: you. I know you've
0: got a. a, a light, no, light, light control. it up, baby. Light up that fire and tell us what you got.
13: Absolutely. Well, I tell you what I've got is. Uh, first of all, I used to be the guy that would took off after the lack of any kind of performance and improvement in coaching on the O line. Uh, I wish it were as simple as that right now. I'm afraid, uh, even though I heard you your preamble tonight and I, you, you have uh, convinced me you and, and what we saw Saturday night, I think convinced me. Uh, But it's more than that. I think uh, the story as far as I'm concerned is starts with Manny. Uh, I was a hoper and maybe even a believer up until uh, not just Saturday night, but the, uh, the interviews and the reporting of the way he coached these kids up or slash down for before the pre the, for the pregame. This guy's instincts and the way uh, he he I think gets them to focus on uh, I'd say the wrong elements resulted in this guy having a team that went out and sleptwalk through. At least the first three quarters, and uh, as long as he's in charge of that program and speaking to them, uh, we are uh, we're destined to lose periodically, uh, at least to teams like FIU and and worse. Uh, and the quicker we can find a way, if you say, uh, settling up with with a uh, with a leash or someone like that would be fantastic uh, honestly i'd say that's pretty remote but but some way of getting it has him to be a remote. Remote at least neutered
0: it. It it doesn't have to be remote just to, just to, just to clarify if, if Blake James woke up tomorrow morning and said, I want Alonzo Highsmith in my building. I want Mike Leach in my building. I'm going to pair him with Manny and I'm going to, I'm going to talk Manny into going back and coaching defense and let's do the right thing for this program. And let's try to get this thing straight. If he woke up tomorrow morning with that thought by tomorrow night, when he goes to bed, everything could be done. Mike Leach would come here he would say yes. It, it, would, it, would, take <laughs> one, know, it would take one phone call. Gary, from, from,
13: from your lips to is as, as people say – Well, I'm just saying. Like, uh, I, 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 it's, just, it's like – it's, like, don't, let, it's, it's not, not just,
0: doable. I mean, it would take five minutes. You know, Alonzo would be here in five minutes. I, Leach would be here in five minutes. Now, I think it would take I, more sure than five minutes to talk Manny into going back to coach the defense. That would take more than five I, minutes. I
2: agree.
13: I agree. In some way, you know, some way, uh, maybe just somebody – But you give them the uh, money. Grab, well, you give them the money, and you, maybe you finally find someone to strong arm. <laughs> I could I could think of about quote,
0: 12 million reasons, about 12 million reasons <laughs> why uh, why Manny w- w- would be wise to do that.
13: Well, he would be wise, but given – And, he'd be, a, and he'd, going, he'd be a
0: hero. He'd be a hero in South Florida for doing it. Instead, they're going to be hanging his picture on billboards and and flying planes and everything else. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. I'm afraid and his, father right. Who, and, and and I, his father, who and his father who is the mayor of this town, is going to have to stomach that. So it's like, listen, well, like I I can't I can't see this happening to this program the way I have for all these years and yep, not be honest yep. and like it, it you know it's not going to fix itself it's certainly not fast enough to suit you know what everybody's looking for out of University of Miami football. Gary
13: Gary, I've been listening to your show for a long long time and I, I think I go back maybe even before you in terms of following the Canes. I go back to Andy Gustafson and company uh, wow. and I've been there during the good days and there were a lot of very very good days. Uh, I'm afraid we, if we haven't hit the bottom we it It certainly smells like it ought to be the bottom. Uh, we're in terrible shape, and the main reason I feel so gloomy about this thing is because of the guy that's apparently quote heading it up that, uh, manny i I was a believer, I was a hoper, not a believer. I was a hoper. up until not just the, again the results of Saturday night, but the when you read. And listen to the interviews, and I listened to and reread some of these things he was saying about what he talked to these kids about, uh, and <laughs> it is uh, – it, it's abysmal, it, but it's very revealing. It's, trans, it's transparency as to this guy doesn't know how to inspire a, a kid to go out and and play football the way they – uh, a lot of a lot of teams were performed in the past, but it's almost as if it's gone totally by Manny Diaz and the guy. Well, listen, let's game be. Game.
0: Let, let me stop you for a minute, okay? When he had a worry about fifteen to eighteen of them, he I think he did a pretty good job of that. You know, there, there weren't many games the last three years that the defense didn't show up. There were some. Where they just got their butt kicked, uh, you know, the bowl game last year is yep. certainly yep. certainly an example. And, and there were there were some others along the way where you know they they just didn't have it on on that given day. And you know, the, and the canes the canes lost. But he's not responsible for 15, 18 kids anymore that he has to get ready to play. Uh, now he's no, got so, to get now five. Now he's yeah. got to get, well, I, well I, right now, unfortunately, it's 70, about 75. But, yeah, you know, now, have, now he's got, now he's, now he's responsible for 75 of them. And that's a big I, damn difference.
13: But, you know, it's bigger difference, uh, Gary. And here, I, I,
0: I, I really think that you,
13: over the last week, you've really, from my standpoint, turned the corner because you used to, you used to be much more much milder about this thing well I'm
0: I'm always fair like I'm I'm always fair like you know when Al Golden was here you know for example and you know he he got to year three I think it was when we lost the bowl game at Louisville and after that bowl game like I knew that Golden was at a crossroad and he either was going to make the changes he needed to make or he wasn't if he wasn't it was going to continue to go south, and what did it do? It continued yeah. to go south. And you know, I I feel that way right now. Like I, I feel, I literally feel like Manny made the jump from high school basketball to the NBA in 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 one in one snap of a finger. And I just yeah. I don't think there's time for that here. Like you, you can't sit here and take you I, can't take three or four football seasons to to find out and make a decision. Oh, can Manny Diaz do this job? Yeah. Like.
13: <laughs> but, Jerry, Gary, Gary uh, it's, worse, it's worse than that. And I know what you're saying, and you're focusing on a lot of the right things. But what I say is worse than that. His, uh, his instincts as to how to motivate kids, motivate men, and that's basically what they are. They're in the process of turning into men. It was absolutely wrongheaded, and, and it's almost as if he was telling them to miss a beat, before they followed their instincts on the football field. They walked through that they slept walked through the first couple of quarters, probably three quarters the other night, and they were pulling their punches. They simply didn't operate the way that football team, those those guys, knew how to play football. It's almost as if they say, Am I doing the right thing? Am I who's watching me? Can I do this and that? Uh anyway, look, Gary I'm gonna let you go. Uh uh, you got a great show. Uh, I hope that I hope this program can uh, can sort of uh, make it make it through because I'm <laughs> I am uh, I'm I'm absolutely victimized by it. But uh, uh, we have a long way to go, and and mainly because I, I I'm really skeptical about uh, them following the kind of a path you you laid out. I think you're right. Uh, getting Alonzo would be fantastic. And that would be a, an obviously a terrific first step.
0: All righty. Well, thanks for calling in again. Good hearing from you.
13: Okay. Give us, give us a call there. next week. We'll I see know.
0: what happens at Duke. Oh, yeah, we'll do. Let's go to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
11: Hey, good evening, Gary. It's your boy Sebastian. Good show tonight.
0: What's up, Sebastian? Just going to make Thank a, you. Man.
11: I want to make a. I want to make up a couple of points. You know. um, you know, one of the things that came out this week was the coaching staff saying that there's some arrogance within the program. And, you know, I don't like to hear stuff like that because I just kind of feel like we're just kind of like shifting the responsibility onto the kids and not to the coaching staff. And what the point I'm trying to make is they had to have known that FIU was going to be amped up for this game. You know, I don't think FIU cares if they win a bowl game, but to beat Miami – uh, in Marlins Park, they had to have known that they were going to answer for this game and when you 're losing every single game after a bye week, you know one time could be a fluke, two could be a trend, three is a problem three is a problem, and so for them to miss that i just I just don 't know what to take on that. The second point i want to the second point I want to make tonight too is that I just don 't think this team has any fight. I just don't think they have any heart, and I don't know where that comes from or where that stands, but, you know, everybody takes glory out of beating Miami, but when do we relish in beating, you know, a top team? You know, the last time we've we've beaten somebody out of any substance was Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. Uh, What was that, like two years ago? And it seemed like it was just eons ago. And when I say this team doesn't have any fight, what I mean by that is I mean the only way we're going to ever be successful, like in the coastal or anything, is can we, can we get a first down on third and three? That's how I watch a football game. And when was the last time, as a Miami fan, you watched the game and we needed a first down and it was like third and two or third and three that you had any confidence we could run the ball and get it? That's a shame. That's an absolute shame. And third and three is a reflection of what do you do during the offseason, what do you do during like summer conditioning and stuff like that? There's absolutely no reason why we can't get three yards at all at all. Yep. so uh, so, 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 the, so the question so the question I'll pose to you tonight is, you know, I know you say, you know let's go out. well first of all, I'm going to be in North Carolina this week. So uh, I'll be at the Duke game. So I need to I need to know how I can find
0: you. I'm not going to be there. I can't I can't, oh. I can't. I can't. I can't. I I canceled my trip. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> After Saturday night, wow. I was so fed up. I I canceled my trip. Wow. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Oh I, my you know, my, my, my son's <laughs> you, coming home for you, Thanksgiving, you, and I said, you know what? I'm oh I'm God. staying and I'm oh spending God. the weekend with my oh, family. Oh my I, I'm not going. I'm not I, going I, to
11: Duke. I, I I I can't let you off the hook. As much as you beat us up about it, and I'm going to North Carolina, I'm going to be in Durham, and I can't believe I'm going to miss you. God dog
2: it. Dude,
0: I mean, I'll be yeah. honest. I, I, can't, I canceled it on Sunday. I said, you know what? <laughs> I, said, Dude, I mean, it's a meaningless game. I mean, the game <laughs> means nothing. I mean, I mean, it, it
9: mean nothing. we're not playing for anything.
0: We're not playing for a better bowl game or anything. We're already going to be in the bottom tier of ACC bowl games. I mean, it, it, there's – I decided Gary, to spend some Gary, time with the family this you know, instead.
11: Gary, I, I I just closed on my house today.
0: I'm moving. I've been dealing with
11: movers all day today. I rerouted everything going on this weekend, having stuff delivered at my house so I could be in Durham to see you. And I can't believe I No,
0: just... don't tell me that. Come on. <laughs> Come on, no, don't I'm, do that to me. Just, I, I go to every I'm game. Dead. I'm at every game for the last forty years. Come on. I, I I I could count on one hand the number of games I haven't been physically at in the last forty years. Okay,
11: okay. so so let me leave with this because you got a lot of other callers coming on. I need mean, you just do me a favor. I mean I'll let y'all think if you just do me a favor. Um,
0: yeah.
11: the next time you talk to the coaches or whatever, you just gotta ask ask them I mean, how important is the improvement on the offensive line going to be as far as a priority, priority going into this offseason?
0: Oh, it's a huge priority. That,
11: I, I got to go back to that third and three. I mean, you know, Manny, when he came to Miami, he fixed the defense in one year. I mean, he really did. He fixed it in one year. But, I mean, when we lost that game against FIU, they're talking about player arrogance. I think it was coach's arrogance. You know, we wouldn't have been so critical of them if both times we got into the red zone and we got into the five if we had have kicked field goals. I just don't think we'd have been that that critical of them if we had kicked field goals. And you would, we knew our team was off, you know, uh, if, if we would have did something a lot positive. And the last point I make is this. You know, I think they took this L for Jaron Williams. And here's what I mean by that. The way he played, all signs pointed to him being benched. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but all signs point to him being benched. And I think they didn't bench him just so they can have it in their head pocket to say, look, we tried and we stuck with you and look what happened. And so when I make a change, I'm making a change in the best interest of the team because I proved to you that I'll stick with you to the very end. And we took a L. We should have benched him at halftime. I mean, he was just, He was bad. He was bad. I mean, I'm just going to say he was bad. And I'm a Jaren Williams fan, but he was bad. It was Mm -hmm. hard watching that game and just watching him. If you look at his eyes, it just seems like he just was not there that night at all. At all. So just kind of keep me on hold, man. The only thing that I'm encouraged on is I think, you know, there's a couple kids that's on the fence that I feel like can lead Miami's way. A win against North, a win against Duke, kind of just you know helps us in that particular department. I would give anything to be able to win a bowl game to have something positive going into next year. But when you talk to the coaching staff, man, I need to know with them how much of a priority it is to fix that offensive line because we have to make a first down on third and three or third and two, and don't do all this all this funny stuff where we're doing jet sweeps and quarterback sweeps and so forth but we just can't pound it up the middle just to get a freaking first down. You know, that makes absolutely no sense. But keep me on hold. Have a good you got am man.
0: Sorry, Thank you. Busy. Sorry and I'm going to miss you in Durham. We'll, we'll, we'll do it at another game. Sounds good. Yeah, but – oh, man, I feel bad about that. Let's go to 954. You're live on Cane Sport Live. Hi, Gary. How are you Nine doing? Five... Hey, what's going on? Who's this? This is Jay. Hey, what's up, Jay? Shoot. What's up?
14: Uh,
15: not much, man. I uh been a, been a few weeks. I uh called in after the I think the V
7: T game and it was a
15: shit show then and it's even worse now. You got a seventeen to twelve win against Central Michigan. You lost to the worst team in the ACC in Georgia Tech. You had to be down 20 to nothing to open up the playbook. It's it's been a chronicle of errors for eleven months. Starting with the stupid Royal Rumble, then you had these morons showing up on a damn boat to a party, and then they ask, they wonder why their team is arrogant. Their team is arrogant because they are. They're a product of you know, Miami. I told you that a month you, ago.
0: Miami, you know what? You're, a you're, you're making a legit. You're making a legit this, point. I mean, this team yeah. is
15: all flash. It's no substance. It's dancing on the sideline. It's turnover chains. It's touchdown rings when you're getting your ass kicked week in and week out. It's freaking buffoonery, okay? And we're supporting a bunch of goddamn idiots. We're supporting a CEO of a football team. If if a person ran your company, you own your company, right, Gary? You've been self-employed pretty much your whole life after the Herald, correct? Correct. Okay. And you have Matt and... Jimmy March, who you've known for 40 years, and other guys on your yep. staff. If you guys had 18 subscribers instead of the amount you have, and were struggling to pay the bills, and you were out there showboating like you're the greatest thing the sliced bread, you'd be a, you'd be looked at like a moron. Correct. That's what the country looks at the University of Miami football team like morons. And you'd say you need four or five million dollars to hire a head coach. Yes, you do. And you know what it's called? It's called an investment in your school. The University of Miami would be a shit university without the football program of the 80s and 90s. The football program made the University of Miami. The football program at Clemson is making Clemson University what it is right now. There's kids from New York. There's kids from freaking Michigan, Illinois, people I work with all over the country. I'm in sales. Have their kids applying to Clemson because it's hip. It's fun. Why the hell do you think Dabo 20 making $9.3 million? The son of a bitch was hired for less than a million dollars nine years ago mm-hmm. when Randy Santa wiped the friggin' floor with him and Damian Barry ran for about 140 yards. You have to You're invest right. in the program. You have to invest in people who know what the hell they're doing. You have to invest in people that aren't going to sit there and let their kids act like jackasses when they're doing nothing to prove it. It's it's unbelievable to me. It would be like me getting a bonus if I'm 80% short of my quota. Oh, but you get a bonus, and I go out there and freaking dance about it. Like I'm some kind of freaking genius. I don't even know what the hell to say. Like I'm some sort of poster child. I mean what are we doing? You you want to – the self-awareness is – is, I've never seen – an organization run with less self-awareness. They're out here tweeting about Frank Gore on Sunday. No one gives a shit about 20 years ago anymore. No one cares.
0: Yeah. Uh, you just
15: lost FIU. You lost to Butch Davis. FIU, FIU has a better coaching staff with our team. Tony Gator, the fourth, who, who – uh, Tony Gator played in Miami. That kid's better than anyone we got catching the ball. He's shifty as hell. What's a Westminster Christian? How come he's not recruited? These guys all played against each other. They know they can step on the field with him. The battle should have been won up front. We were running, all right. We were running right through him. We were having 10, 11 yards of carry, but we wouldn't do it. Why? Because another moron, egomaniac, Dan Enos, this guy, he cuts on the pressure. He puts both hands on his little lectern, right? He stands there and explains himself like he's the smartest guy in the room. You know who else was the smartest guy in the room a couple years ago? Matt Canada, right? He was the hip new guy from Pitt when LSU got millions of dollars. His ass was out of a job in a year because he didn't fit. You're right. And Ed Orgeron finally found someone that fit. LSU had DJ Chark. They've had however many great five-star receivers. Leonard Fournette, Darrell Williams in the same backfield. Darrell Williams is carrying the ball 10, 12 times a game for the Chiefs now. It's a committee backfield. They've had guys in the NFL. LSU was lucky to score freaking 17 points for the last decade. Yep. You talk about the receivers. Now they find they make... a guy who knows what the hell he's doing to utilize the talent. They, they score 40 points at will. Correct. Mike Lynch put them 40 points at will. Two-star players year in, year out.
0: True. I agree. Nick
15: Saban figured it out. He started going three wide with Tua. Tua could throw the ball. Hey, let's put Ruggs, uh, Judy, and who's the other guy? Smith, who was, should have come to Miami. Let's put them out there. We're going to score 40-45 a game. When's the last time you saw LSU and Alabama play to a 46-41 game? Never. It's always been what? 12-9, 17-13? Boring.
2: Yeah, Jay, I feel your passion, man. on that
15: Florida defense like it was nothing. They got a freaking running back who's a moose. He's having a better college career than Leonard Fournette had because he's allowed to play. Ordron figured it out. We got to get this guy out of here. I'm sorry, Diaz is not the answer. Diaz has been here four years. How many of her linebackers are on the team right now? Scholarship linebackers? Seven. Seven linebackers. Three of them were recruited by Al Golden. Came in the first year that Manny was here. He's yep. resting his laurels what? on Shaq Pinky and McLeod. He recruited Wayne Steed and B.J. Jennings, who were both out with knees. I, I feel bad for them. You know, they haven't really had a chance to prove themselves. Who else has he recruited? Brooks and uh, Avery Hawk, That's it. Seven freaking linebackers. The guy gets a head job. He's got safety playing linebacker now because he allegedly needs a striker. A striker is a weak side linebacker. You know who invented a striker? Arizona Cardinals about seven years ago. The kid named Dion Buchanan. A 215-pound linebacker. Changed the game on defense. That's all a striker is. It's, not, it's nothing special. They give it a special name because he wants to make himself sound smarter. I'm sick of this crap. I, I live in North Carolina now. Can I go see Duke? Yeah, I told you. I said a month ago. Why the hell would I spend $1,000 to fly to Miami, rent a freaking car, or stay with my – whoever's down there. I have you know, friends down there where I'm from, and fly back and food and all that crap. I can do it at Duke, and you know what? I'm not going either. My folks are coming up here. It's it's a nightmare, and that's where the money is. That's the investment because we don't care anymore. Why would I invest right, if Jeff. the team's not going to invest?
0: I'm with you, man. Sorry, I feel Ramble, your pain. I mean, no, I feel you your got, pain. I I feel your passion. You
15: begged Tate Martell to come to school. I kid, the kids can't throw. Put him on the field to do something for three, four plays. The guy well, that one. No, snaps. no
0: that one, I can tell you, is not doable right now. Tate's but having some. Play, pers- how does he, he
15: play meaningful snaps? He's having pers- He's having State personal issues, year.
0: Jay. He's having personal issues. Yes, well, he's having just,
15: personal issues. Because people
0: don't- have people have personal what issues. You? I. You can't. You know. Uh, you know, these kids are no different. Like that
15: right now, but earlier in the year, the kid was on yeah, the field. Well, the kid played meaningful
0: He cannot play quarterback. He can't play quarterback. I, I, I get that it. Some yeah.
15: So let him run the freaking ball. DJ can't play quarterback. No. When DJ was in the Wildcat for – he's played about 10 snaps at Wildcat. The guys run for about at least seven, eight yards every time. Yeah. I mean, get some wrinkles. Get some creativity.
0: All right, Jay, I, I, I got to let you go. Great call, though. I gotta let you sorry, go, but great sorry. call, great call, man. I, I feel your, I feel your passion. I feel your pain. Call next week, all right? Call right earlier. On. Right on. All right, man. All right, but wow, you think that guy cares a little bit? Let's go to the nine seven three. You're on Kane Sport Live. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. What's up, Ross? Go for it, why, man. We're, at a, we're short on time.
7: Me, why would you let me follow up that guy?
0: Yeah, that's a tough he act sports, to follow. but Pretty much ninety
14: five percent of us, man. Except I know. for the Tate Martell thing. I'm not letting him on the field, even if he had personal problems.
0: No, I, agree. I have no more yeah.
14: interest in that guy. But anyway, I'm not gonna no, we... Hey,
2: no.
14: listen, Lamar Thomas, are you kidding me?
2: Man, that was I awesome, I,
14: wasn't I, it? I I I text that guy every now and then, man. We talk back and forth. That was awesome. It might be the number one person. And that's not disrespecting to Leon seriously or anybody.
2: Yeah, he was he incredible. Broke
14: down. Hey Gary, I used to watch you guys I think I brought it up as two years before. I used to watch you guys on my old gateway computer when <laughs> you guys had the show. Uh, me and the palm trees. You had palm yeah. trees around, you guys had like a yep. shit stage. And um I forgot what restaurant it was at, but it was cool.
0: I think and, it was um, Miami Prime.
14: I used to lose feed and I'd be mad as hell. I don't get the feedback in five more minutes, and you guys will come come back.
0: <laughs>
14: <laughs> I, used to, I used to love watching that man. But, um, Lamar's yeah, um, the best,
0: man. He is the best.
14: Passionate, passionate, yep. and he cares.
11: Um,
14: listen, yes, he does. You made a point. Yep. Um, you made a point earlier. You said uh, when when you talk about with the parents and you know they can't afford it, and when they get the money, how. Um, they feel, how can they feel good about it? Before in the past, like, say, back in the day, back, let's, you know, I'm not that old, but let's go back in the day when um, even your parents, Gary, if they was doing something they didn't want you to know, they just didn't want you to know, they'd take the money or something, and they'd just keep it from you. These days, you don't have to keep it from the kids. The kids want you to take the money. So it's not about being ethical. Everybody is involved, Gary. It's not just the parents. The, the kids are like, did you get the money? They're asking the parents, did you get
4: the, did you get that hundred and fifty thousand that we're supposed to get?
14: So so the parents don't have no shame by getting that money anymore because the kid is is involved now. He's aware, unlike back in the day when if the kid, if the parents got a couple of shillings, a couple of you know they say peanuts in the back in the day or something like that, they hide it from the kid. Go to school and do what you got to do, and ah, we are take care of business over here. The kid is getting some of that money. Everybody else is sharing. I just want to make that point. They don't care anymore,' it's no um, it's no more there's no embarrassment about getting that money anymore, and that's why they'll be, that's why they're willing to takers from from uncle to parent to kid, and I'm not calling any particular kid, but I you know am saying it does happen anyway, I, I guess you know what I, I wasn't even going to say I wasn't even going to call man, and um i I was numb. Um, I was on a basketball trip, and i turned I turned the game off. And I, I couldn't keep myself from keeping it on, so I said, "Let me turn it back on." And I looked up; it was twenty-eight. Whatever. I said, "Oh my God, we are going to lose to a school that's a notch above a community's college. They're mm-hmm. a notch. I don't. I don't care about no facility. They're a notch above community community college. Yeah. That's who we just lost to. Well. And all this culture stuff. That listen." I heard Manny in the morning show, right? Because I want to hear what the nonsense he had to say. I didn't want to hear any more after I talking about, started talking about culture. I, I, I blocked out. I, 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 signed them, I signed them off of my head. Because you can't, you can't keep talking about culture, and you're the one that's creating that culture. Your caller just made a great point. The boys, they went out on the, on the yacht, the arrogance, the kicking kicking Florida State or wherever they kicked out of that meeting or whatever drinking a beer and acting a fool to come lay an egg against FIU. I don't want to throw away the um, the Florida State win because I love it, but none of those other victories mean anything because you just lost to FIU. Mm -hmm. He should be able to live with that burden until he either fix things, and the way he has to fix things is by getting rid of some people, and if he doesn't do it, he needs to be fired himself.
0: Uh, We'll see what happens, Ross. I, I can't tell you what's go gonna ahead, happen. Man. I don't know. Yep. Enjoyed All right, man. Call it, next man. week.
14: Enjoy, enjoyed the segment, man. Lamar Thomas was great. Fantastic. Yeah, he
0: was. He's awesome. All right, man. All right, we'll talk All next right, week. Bro. Yeah. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to two one four. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
12: Hey there, it's Kenny from Dallas.
0: What's up, Kenny? Shoot, give it well, to me, us quick.
12: Let me first by tell you for your your, your last two shows uh, were outstanding. Your interview with Blake James was tremendous. You should be a professional interviewer. And your show where you went over Miami's offense and defense over, you know, for next year were tremendous. What Thank you, an man. embarrassment! What an you know I thought originally Miami was going to be playing FIU this coming Saturday night. I'm coming into Miami, and I thought, oh, I'm to get to go to the game. Thank God it was this past Saturday, and I missed this utter disaster. Miami should have easily won. Easily won. What an embarrassment. Let me tell you something. I I wrote down my thoughts after the game because I was so disgusted. Please listen. I I just got a a couple of minutes of a spiel. The talent gap between the two teams, though it's wide, is not as gaping as most cadence fans will admit. The most glaring deficiency is in their talent base. It's a comprehensive and systemic problem within the university and comprises three levels. The coaches, they had no clue. They weren't prepared for the game. They should have run the ball more. The team was completely not prepared. But the recruiting, I know you harp on it a lot, and I harp on it. Our recruiting results mirror the team that is on the field. Miami's recruiting has been abysmal during this last decade and more. The obvious answer was to hire Mario Cristobal, who recruits extremely well. The fact that Oregon is doing well is no coincidence. That's number one, the coaches. Take the step up. Blake James, the athletic director, Blake James. He is simply the worst athletic director Miami has ever had. Your recent, I heard, having heard your recent interview with him, he has no clue what constitutes building a successful football team, and for that matter, a successful baseball team. Now we have to take up one step higher. The reason why Blake James is allowed to be in that job is the university administration, the people at the top. This is the secret reason the U will not be nationally relevant again. So the university's credit, I give it tons of credit. The academic prestige of the school has been enhanced with their efforts. I simply believe they don't place as much emphasis on the success of their sports programs. I think they're they're principally to educate the students. I fully support that, but I believe it is also possible to have a successful sports franchise. This is the only reason besides raising money why Blake James is still the AD. I believe the best solution is to put Blake James in a position where he raises money for the university and then hire a real athletic director. If these steps are not done, your message boards, these call-in shows will be like a hamster on a wheel, spinning wheels for the next second and a half. That's my, I'm not holding my breath, though. Anything's going to change.
0: That's my chance. <laughs> All case. right, man. Thanks for your viewpoint. Give us a call next week. All right. Yep. Thank you. All right. Uh, this will be the last call of the night. Uh, let's go to the 540. Actually, there's one more after this I'll try to fit you both on, so stay stay on hold, 786. Uh, let's go to the 540. You're on Kane Sport Live. Go ahead. Who's this?
10: Hey, Gary. How you doing?
0: Doing good. Who's this? Uh,
10: this is Jason.
0: What's up, Jason? Talk to us quick so I can get uh, one hey. more call on. Oh,
10: uh, yeah. I, uh, I'll... Just one point, uh, you, you're mentioning this stuff about Mike Leach and and doing all these changes. I mean, how how really likely could something like that happen? I mean, I just don't see Manny Diaz. Just
0: if Blake wants it to happen, the- it'll happen in 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 a day. You know, that's, I That's I I put a lot of thought into that. Like I didn't want to throw out yeah. anything that was like not doable. Like that's yeah. Doable. I'm
10: just honestly, I'm surprised you brought it up. I'm glad you're mentioning it, but you don't just throw stuff out there. I mean, you're st- you. you you bring stuff up as well that I don't even have good reason for it. and I'm just kind of surprised you mentioned that I just you think Blake could convince Manny Diaz to do something like that I just I don't uh, I
0: just kind of see it hard for it, a head it, coach it, 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 it worked for Luke Feckel who's a more accomplished coach than Manny Diaz was now he's a head coach again so
10: that's yeah uh, well
0: I, I mean I like the idea better than unemployment failure sure, yeah going down as going down as a failure in the city i grew up in where exactly, my dad was the mayor name. where my dad was yeah, the mayor exactly. like like and has a legacy i mean i i like the idea of being part of a success <laughs> a lot better than that but like what would he do yeah. if he was approached with something like that i have no idea
10: yeah well i mean you said before on the message boards that you know people think they're better than they are and they don't know what they don't know and and Manny Diaz thought he was better than. I mean, he could still think he could turn her out, and that he won't want to do something like that. So I think he's going to be here for at least two more years. I think that's just how the administration works, and they don't want to. They're not serious about making any big moves, and I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they make these changes, but
0: we'll see. Anyway, see how it goes.
10: We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Thanks for your All time. Right, man. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Call next week. Thanks for calling in. Last call of the night. Let's go to seven eight six. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
3: Hey Gary, you saved the best for last. Uh, Ooh, I just who's, got who's this this is this, this is flex this is flex 33 i spoke to you a, couple, a few weeks ago gary uh, let, let me refresh your memory real quick and i uh i told you that because of what you built at kane sport i hold you somewhat responsible for what goes on with the program because you have influence okay remember me now i, I told do. you that you had a lot of influence. okay now here's what i'm saying gary You've been And I talked to you about this two years ago on this very show. I've been supporting you a long time, bro, and I told you, I said, Gary, stop screaming that it's the players and recruiting. It's coaching. It's 1,000%, not 10, not 5, not 50, not 80. It's 1,000% the coaching and further up the administration. I can it be both? Can it I be I all three? You. Gary, Gary, it starts at the top and it comes down. Okay. First, it goes at the administration. Then it's Blake James. Then it's Manny Diaz. And on, and, and even I'll give more. No, it, it it's I'll give fifty percent Manny Diaz, fifty percent administration being athletic director and president, board, so forth and so on. Now back to you, Gary. I want everyone who's listening to Kane Sport right now, all of us who support Gary. I want us to put more pressure on Gary. Gary, I'm not being disrespectful. Thanks a lot. Gary. <laughs> Gary, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Gary, I mean, I'm serious. I love this program, Gary. I love you, man. I really do. I love the, I love what you do. But, Gary, I've been telling you this since Al Gold, and you probably, I don't know if you remember. I used to tell you, Gary, stop pussyfooting around. Go at their throats. Go at We're not going to, listen, we're not going to stop supporting you, bro. We, we pay you. We're not going to stop supporting you. The pizza place ain't going to stop supporting you. You're going to still get your check, bro, but be a lover of the program. Gary, you know like I know, Manny Diaz should not be coached. He should have never been coached. You should have said it. Don't don't don't. I did say go, oh, it. You know, did you listen to the start of the no. show? No, I, no I, I said that. I said that. I, Gary, I did say I, I just got on about 15, 20 minutes ago. I, I, that's what I'm mean Oh, Okay, you got to go so back did, and listen I did, to the
0: podcast. I, I took the first half hour of the show, and I didn't shut up. <laughs> so I, I went yeah. through all that. So do this for me. Do this for me because we're out of time. Listen, 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 listen. We're out of time. Just do me a favor. Do me – wait, wait. Time out, man. Do me a favor. Go back. The podcast will be up in about 10 minutes. Listen to the podcast and then call back in next week, okay? And we'll talk more.
3: Okay, after that, Gary, I want you to go on record, the media will do whatever you got to do, and make it be known to be the Fireblade and Fireman.
0: Well, I had a different plan. So listen to the podcast. And see what you think. And then um, listen to the I Lamar Thomas interview. voice, I did. I listened, yeah. Listen, listen, yeah. listen. I did that. I did that at the start of the show. Do me a favor. Listen to the okay. podcast. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to the podcast. And then call back in next Tuesday night. Okay?
3: The call it, earlier. Gary, please,
0: man, please. You'll hear please, it. You'll please, hear please. it. I did it already, but and I did it from the no, heart. Don't
3: stop. It's not a one time thing, Gary. It's not a one time thing. Keep doing it.
0: All right, man. <laughs> I, I love you. You're awesome. Call, dude, but seriously, listen to the podcast and call back in next week. All right. <sighs> all right, guys. Great show tonight. Um, I, I I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I did. Wow. Can't thank. Lamarticus the Great, Lamar Thomas, enough for the time that he gave us tonight. I let him go longer than usual um, because he, he, he just was that good. I mean, that excellent, great viewpoints. I um, want to thank Sicilian Oven for once again sponsoring our show this year. Um, you know all about the six locations throughout South Florida. Make sure you get yourself to one of them soon. The um, Plantation location at the Fountains Complex off University Drive, Aventura location, 205th and Biscayne, uh, Lighthouse Point at the Shops at Beacon Light, Coral Springs on Sample Road and 101st, um, Fort Lauderdale on Oakland Park Boulevard, just west of Bayview. Go to SicilianOvens.com. You'll find the location near you. You will not only love the taste, you will taste the love. We'll be back next Tuesday night to talk about what happens at Duke and and where the Canes might go bowling and, and, and how they move forward into recruiting. So, and then I thank everybody for listening and we'll see you next time.